from the highly trained specialists at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics, Denver. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics have elite surgeons in the areas of shoulder, back, neck, and joints. Whether you need a checkup or just looking for some information regarding your pain or are looking for knowledgeable, world-renowned professionals to perform your surgery, check them out online by Googling Center for Spine and Orthopedics, Denver. When I have pain and I need it looked at, these are the professionals I go to. Go to where the pros go and visit Center for Spine and Orthopedics, today. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. Call 303-287-2800. 303-287-2800. Or Google search Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, President of Mountain High Appliance. Mountain High Appliance is turning 25 and we owe it all to you, our loyal customers. To celebrate, we're putting a sale tag on every item in our showroom. For a silver anniversary, get a Whirlpool front load chrome laundry pair at an unbelievable $13.99. Save $1,000. Save $200 on a KitchenAid stainless dishwasher for only $5.79. Plus, all Bosch dishwashers are on sale. Hurry in and save an additional 10, 15, or even 20% off our already low clearance center pricing. Amazing prices on factory blend refrigerators from KitchenAid, including a black stainless five-door refrigerator for only $25.99. Save over $1,500. Get a bottom-out refrigerator for only $6.99. Price is good now through May 6th. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5. Thank you, Colorado, for 25 wonderful years. KSE Parker Denver home of the Nugget home of the Avalanche Altitude 950 Denver's all sports station live from the Altitude 950 studios The Vic Lombardi show starts now the crowd on its feet cheering its team on despite a 5-0 loss here in Game 6. And the remarkable turnaround season has come to an end. The Avalanche fall to the Nashville Predators by a final score of 5-0. They gave it all they had as long as they could. The youngest team in the NHL, in the end, the number one team in the National Hockey League, proved to be too much. As the Western Conference champion and President's Trophy winning Nashville Predators turned up the heat here in Game number 6. Well, what a ride. That's all I can say after what the Avs gave us for the last two weeks. What a freaking ride. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show, joined by James Manchester Marillette, H.W. Will Peterson. we got Jesse Trujillo and Marty O back there again. Fellas, please tell me the scene. What was the scene, the atmosphere at Pepsi Center last night? Was it as loud as it looked to begin the game? Yeah, no, it was on fire. Uh, it, it was a crowd that was pumped up, ready to go, and we'll dive into it throughout the show. But in a 0-0 game, the Avs are looking to go up one nothing. P.K. Subban gets a whistle he probably shouldn't have gotten, and uh, the atmosphere quickly uh, dwindled as Nashville went up big. Uh, okay. We're really the first two minutes we're going to talk about P.K. Subban getting a whistle he shouldn't have gotten. That's what we're going to pin this 5 nothing. Boat race on. Vic asked for I'm the atmosphere. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the uh, PK thing. He, uh, you know what? I'm gonna give PK Subban a ton of credit because after the game, he could have lashed out. He could have been an angry man, and he did nothing but comp- compliment Nathan McKinnon and called him a future Hall of Famer. He was a gentleman 
after that vicious series that we saw. And he played the role of the uh, villain. Let's be honest. He got booed every time he touched the puck. So I'll give uh, P.K. Subban all the credit in the world. And I know a lot of passionate Avs fans out there are going to say, ah, oh, yeah, you know, he, he dives, he flops, he cheap shots. I, I don't care. Um, I thought what he did exactly what he needed to do for his team to advance. Let me ask you this, both of you. If you put him on the Avs? Take him in a heartbeat. Who wins the series? Probably the Avs. I mean, how many games did they give up five goals? Four of, I mean, every loss they gave up five, didn't they? I mean, it was just, yeah. it was, uh, they had a hard time slowing down the Predators, so somebody like that certainly would have helped. Look, they lost last night, guys, because the clock struck midnight on the Hamburglar. Well, I was going to say, how many different ways can we put this? What would you say is this, is the most apt way to describe what happened to the Avs? The, the tire finally went flat. The car ran out of gas. The comedian ran out of jokes. The magician ran out of tricks. What would it be? Well, for me, there there are two things. One, I think the car ran out of gas because, I mean, offensively, they did nothing last night. I just think they they had no juice. I mean, nothing. They they got outshot. It was just it was fairly one-sided. But the other part of it was the clock struck midnight. As good as Andrew Hammond was in Game 5, and he was great. He put his name in the playoff record books in the in, in franchise history with Patrick Waugh. The, the most saves in a playoff game. He was awesome. One of the greatest playoff games in Avalanche. History. It was phenomenal, and considering the situation, and he hadn't played in a hundred days, it was an awesome performance. He was the polar opposite last night. The third and fourth goals that he gave up, where the puck hit him right in the body and somehow yeah. rolled over him and into the net, those were the definition of soft goals. They, they, he I think he was stunned at that point after giving up the first two, you know, and they're trying to play perfect hockey. I know what you're saying, and I agree with you. Especially the shot by Forsberg when he's coming down and just hits him right in the chest and the, the puck suddenly finds yeah. a way into the net. I, I agree with you on that, but I think those are the uh, product of a shocked and stunned goalie and, and team. I mean, maybe two quick goals to start the game. The one that was called back and then on the very next possession, boom, back in the net again. So, you know, on that first goal, I need to ask you guys because I didn't get a good look at the replay. What was the breakdown defensively? What happened defensively that they just were out of sorts? Yeah, it was a uh, scrambling play. It actually happened right in front of me, and it was one of those. It looked like the Avalanche's goal to tie it in Game 5. All of a sudden, there was just bodies all over the ice, and it's just a snipe job from Ekholm uh, that that Hammond had no chance on. So I agree with you, Vic. Those first two were good goals, and then I agree with you, Manchester. Three and four were soft. They were very soft. The the Avs were sloppy defensively. They had a couple of times where they lost possession of the puck behind the net that almost turned into other goals. Watson, I think Watson had the second goal mm-hmm. where he was all by himself for the rebound in the net. Like, nobody's near him. I mean, they just, they just didn't. They played poorly. Well, that's across the board. Tr- that's a case though of trying to get back in the game. It's much like the Broncos defense trying to make plays to make up for the Broncos offense, right? Well, but that was, I think that was the second goal then of the game. It was one nothing at that point. They just were, uh, they just a little panic, little panic set in. Yeah, it just didn't seem like uh, they were ready. And there were a couple of times in this series, there were three, uh, where it just felt like Nashville said, "Okay, tired of screwing around." Yeah. Third period of game one, uh, game four. And then last night, mm-hmm. uh, game four, they came out, Nashville came out and was like, look, let's end this thing in five. We let them hang around. And then they got beat on their home ice in game five. I don't think they were expecting that. But last night was a similar kind of performance. So the last two times on the Pepsi Center ice, it was a uh, domination by Nashville. Just sort of felt like they turned it up and the abs weren't able to match it. Having said that, 
the fact that we are here today in late April discussing an avalanche hockey game is something no one expected. Nope. And I loved the comments from Nathan McKinnon afterwards. When looking forward to next year, Nathan McKinnon said it best. He said, hey, this team's here now. It is playoffs or failure for this team. I love it. I love every bit of it. Yeah. They took us for a ride that no one back in August, September, even you, Manchester, even you, the author of back in July, yep. not yep. a single person could have authored this ride. No one, no one could have told me that the Avs go into Nashville, the President's Trophy winners, and win a Game 5 with their third-string goalie down one nothing with less than five minutes to play. Nobody. Nobody could say that to me. Yeah, and no, did. I'm with you, and that, that is that does have a little bit of field day, and it's the opposite of how we felt after the Rockies game uh, when they lost in the playoffs. But again, the difference to me was the uh, the Rockies had a legitimate shot to get to the World Series and contend last year. That's why that was disappointing. This was all gravy, and it was it's just the start of what should be an extended run. And in Major League Baseball, small market teams have very short windows, and they need to maximize them. Kansas City Royals being a prime opportun- prime example of a team that did, and the Oakland A's or the Minnesota Twins in recent years, teams that haven't. That's why that was a bummer. That's why that one I didn't want to be field day the day after. This was all gravy, and in hindsight, it was a uh, a great first step that nobody expected. Gravy's great, but sometimes even gravy can taste a little bitter. Time for big news right now. What are the headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. I just hate the look of the final score because it's not indicative of the fight and play and the uh, resiliency of this hockey team. Five zip the final to end the season. Jared Bednar after the game on this group of young players and what he expects next year. We have to take another step, you know, and it's easier to say than it is to do. It's a, it's a lot of work and guys will use the summer to get prepared and get mentally prepared to go through it again as will the coaching staff and the experience for some of our young guys I think is something that can't be overlooked but we also have to make sure as a team it's there was a lot of hard work and commitment to get to where we were and we'll have to do it again next year and do it even better. Again, I really enjoyed after the game. Hockey is one of those rare sports, the unique sport where when the series is over, both teams line up, shake hands, talk it out. You can hate each other all you want, but at the end of the game, you have to shake hands. I really watched closely to see which players talk to the others and what kind of conversations, what kind of animated looks on their faces. And, and I noticed all of the Preds players going through that line, really spending a lot of time with Nathan McKinnon, specifically P.K. Subban and, of course, their head coach, Peter Laviolette. Everybody paying respects to young Nathan. Here he is right now on the two quick goals that ruined, ruined the night last night for the Avs. Yeah, it was a good series. Uh, uh, tonight was, uh, was tough. We just, just feel like we came up with some jump and then we just got two quick goals and it just deflated us and we got one in the second early to make a 3 0 and then it kind of ruined our momentum. Um, yeah, I thought you know, being five was great. Forcing to be six, but you know, obviously tonight was, was pretty bad. Deflated is right. Uh, we'll talk plenty of avalanche during the course of this program this morning. The Rockies lose. They lose two of three to the Cubs at home. When I say at home, I'm not sure if it was a Cubs home game or a Rockies home game. Nine seven, the final. Javier Baez, my goodness, what a player! Ripped in the left. Two more will score. 
The National League RBI leader adding a couple to his tally. Three today, 23 on the season. It's 9-4. to four. A little cement mixer slider, 2-0, just get over, breaking pitch stays on the plate, and Baez mashes it to left. I'd like to get into that uh, back and forth that Baez had with DJ LeMahieu during the course of the game. Baez accusing DJ of stealing signs. Another one of those unwritten rules of baseball. LeBron and company tie up their series against the Indiana Pacers, 104-100. Here goes LeBron, spins down the lane, lays it up and lays it in. He roared right around Bogdanovich to give the Cavaliers a 101-95 lead. One series is over, guys. Portland is home. The Portland Trailblazers won as many playoff games as the Denver Nuggets this year. Happy summer. That's a shame. Happy summer, Yusuf Nurkic. Enjoy. Wow. Was that amazing or what? For for New Orleans to... New Orleans is... It's amazing what happens in sports, right? You look at New Orleans, and two months ago when they lost Boogie Cousins, well, write them off. They got better. They got better. Addition by subtraction. It's truly remarkable how much better that team has gotten. And they could give Golden State some fits. Not saying they'll beat Golden State, but they're going to have them lose sleep a little bit, especially if Steph Curry doesn't return. Of course, Golden State still has to eliminate San Antonio. They're up 3-1 in that series. All right, we got plenty to get to. Don't forget our text line, 30933. That's 30933. If you want to call the show, love to do this, especially after the close of the season, 303-753-0950. Your thoughts on the Avs game last night, the Avs season, and this team moving forward. What would you like to see? I mean, what, what little moves can they make to put themselves in the same class as the Nashville Predators? Now, listen, they gave the Predators all they can handle, but they're not in that class just yet. There are a couple little things. Youth needs to turn to veterans. Depth is necessary. Of course, they're down to their third-string goalie while the Preds play their top goalie. So it's the Preds and the Jets in the second round. We'll discuss where the Avs go from here. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Happy Monday. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. Our new swing set is really being enjoyed. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy, and within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Underground utility lines such as water, electric, natural gas, and cable TV are everywhere. Having them marked before you dig can prevent injuries or potential fines. Make it really easy. Download the free 811 app. The app allows you to enter your address, select the work you'll be doing, and submit your locate request in one quick and easy step. Click or call 811 before you dig and visit colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hey guys, we all want those hearty home style meals. You know, the juicy burgers and the chicken fried steak. Don't forget dessert. But who has time to cook those at night when you're ready to watch the game? Don't have time. That's why when I'm craving a delicious home style meal, I go to Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi for Black Eyed Pea. My go-to for home style cooking. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. 
Try Cajun Catfish right from the south for their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with homestyle gravy. Forget about the wait time. Black Eyed Pea will have your entrees out in 15 minutes or less. And they have a great craft beer selection in full bar. Whether you're looking to enjoy your homestyle favorite at the restaurant or takeout, the Black Eyed Pea is a Colorado and Vic Lombardi favorite. Locally owned, operated with nine front range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Visit BlackIPColorado.com. That's BlackIPColorado.com for locations and the entire menu. Where's the fun? At Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino and Cities of Gold in Santa Fe. With your chance to win one of four Buick Encores and your share of over $500,000. That's over half a million dollars. And there's even more fun for everyone at Buffalo Thunder and Cities of Gold in April with over 330 additional new and hot slot machines. Come for the fun and win your share of over $500,000 or one of four Buick Encores. Where's the fun? At Buffalo Thunder. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We're here to help you. This is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about talking on the cell phone. If the driver who just rear-ended you or T-boned you or ran a red light was talking on the cell phone and if they were distracted, that is something that you can use and should use legitimately in your claim for injuries, damages, and losses. The insurance company for the at-fault party does not want to hear their driver drove through a red light, not even seeing the red light, completely distracted by their cell phone, completely preoccupied. Some of these drivers drive 100, 200, 300 feet. They don't even know where they're going. You can use this and you should use this. This is enhances your claim the more you know bell and pollock champions of the people.com will help you for your bell and pollock legal game plan visit champions of the people.com the altitude 950 traffic update very typical drive at this point extra delay eastbound i-70 between colorado and monaco where there was an accident quickly cleared though traffic is brought to you by unbound.org three-car crash clearing westbound yale approaching quebec an accident reported bellevue west of sims what is the education of your children worth there are children across the world who lack the privilege of going to school change the story for one child at unbound.org i'm chris mclaughlin with traffic on altitude 950 Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. In pursuit behind his net, Zadorov chops it to the near side looking for McKinnon. Ellis is pinching him, challenges him, puck rolls into the circle, comes back to the Preds. Far side, walking in, Ekholm with a shot, score! Matias Ekholm, a bomb from just inside the far circle, and the Predators strike first. They've got a 1-0 lead with 12.58 to go here in period number one. I have to say the most impressive goal scored by the Preds last night was that Arvidsson goal, the one where Subban flicked the puck up in the air. Arvidsson batted it down and made that move to the center of the ice. Wow, that was good. That was really good. A lot of your text coming in on what the Avs need to do from here to improve, get to that next level. 30933 is the text line. You can also call the show if you please, 3037530950. This one's from Robert. Robert says, uh, simply put, the Avs need a concrete second line. I don't think it stops at a second line. I think if you look at the way the Preds are constructed, it's line after line. You know, they're a threat on each line, not just one or two. Uh, Mitch has a pretty long text here. I'll read uh, as much as I can. Vic, I'm going to lay it on. The season was fantastic. They have the 16th pick in the draft now. Uh, I hope the uh, 
Let's see. Hope that the, the pickup can get to some scoring wingers. Connor Timmons will make the team as a rookie, so that's going to add depth down the right side behind EJ and Barry. I do think the Avs need to find a long-term solution to a goalie because Varley and Bernier are consistently hurt. And I have heard that a lot, guys. I've heard the one thing moving forward and the one thing the Preds have that the Avs, to be honest, do not, is a reliable number one goalie. Because say what you want about Varley. He spoke after the game. He looked forlorn. He wanted to be there. But the uh, the injury issues continue for both he and Jonathan Bernier. Yeah, and, you know, we, we look at this series and say, boy, it would have been different with Varley and it would have been different with EJ, right? Which it probably would have been. But I think, to be fair, you have to look at it and say, yeah, but both those guys are out of the lineup a lot. They are. I mean, they miss a ton of time. I mean, last season, the, the year that went uh, so woefully off track, it got off track when EJ got hurt. What were they? Six and six, nine and nine. I forget. Yeah. I was, I was mixed up. So you gotta make, you have to make the assessment of are those two guys that you can rely on? Cause when they're healthy, they solve a lot of their problems. They, they solve their defensive problems. They save their problems between the pipes, but are they going to be healthy and can you count on them? That's, uh, those are the questions that Joe Sackick has to ask himself and try and find an answer. So as a fan, you start thinking this way. Had they been able to get past this first round, when do you get those guys back? Uh, EJ mentioned that uh, two weeks. He, he'd have been ready to play in two weeks. He, of course, fractured the kneecap. Varley would have been ready by the third round. So guys, I mean, listen, that's asking a lot, okay? That would have taken a magical performance by this team, not only to get by Nashville, but then to get by the, the next round. But knowing that those guys were right there, right around the corner, waiting and ready to play. Here are more texts coming in. This one's from Will. Will says uh, the Avs need to do whatever they can to go sign Paul Stasny. They need someone who they can re- rely on to win a big face-off, especially to start a power play. Face-off was an issue. That's the one thing they lost when they when they let uh, Matt Duchesne go. And granted, listen, you're going to give and take that all day long, what happened after the Duchesne trade. But he was their most reliable face-off guy. And they never really had one after he left. Yeah, the Predators won two out of three last night. The the biggest face-off maybe of the series was game four when the Avs came back to make it 3-2 and they they couldn't get the puck back in the final 30 seconds because they lost the face-off. So it was an issue uh throughout the season. It certainly was an issue during this series. Yeah, I I still go back and, again, I this is not my hot take, but it's a question that comes up. Who is your your number one goalie moving forward? Who's your franchise goalie? Is it Varley? Is he your guy? Can you rely on him? I mean, simply put, when he's healthy and he can play, and man, he won some games where you're like, wow, that's the old Varley. He can steal a bunch of games for you. Is he reliable enough for you to consider him the franchise goalie? I think that's the biggest question mark moving forward with this team. Yeah, no, I do as well, and I think – you know, Andrew Hammond was a nice story, and, and we'll see what happens. And his his game five performance was magical, but Manchester touched on it in the first segment. That game was two nothing last night, and the Avs had three chances to make it two one. They couldn't. So you're thinking, okay, come out start of the second, make it two one. Hammond gives up a softie some thirty seconds into the second period, and the game feels over. Yeah. So goaltender will be a major question mark for uh, Joe Sakic this offseason. All right, let's fire it up. Time for our piping hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. 
All right, let me preface this by saying this is why it sort of chaps me when I hear people say, ah, be patient, you know, the Nuggets, they'll make the playoffs next year. Where were they going to go if they made the playoffs this year anyway? They weren't going to win at all. Making the playoffs, just being there, serves a very important purpose, a very important role. And we just found out exactly what it serves, why the playoffs in any sport are so important. Because it's the part of the season where the periphery fans, those who are maybe on the fence, the part of the season where they start to pay attention. Let's be honest. How many Avs players could the common fan name before the start of these playoffs? How many? I, 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 I would challenge you to ask your friends who maybe aren't necessarily big sports fans that question. The playoffs are when the games go under the microscope. The playoffs are when you can form relationships with certain players on the team, right? Your favorite type of player. This is when you build the fan base. This is when it really grows. It all happens in the playoffs. Regular season's great. Playoffs are next level. So don't tell me that the playoffs are inconsequential if you don't have a chance to win at all. They are. They mean something. They provide a magnifying glass for the entire season, the entire team. What's the last thing Avs fans will remember about this team? When I mention the Colorado Avalanche midsummer, what's going to come to mind? Will it be that 10-game win streak in the regular season? Probably not. It's going to be game five. It's going to be the Hamburglar. It's going to be that game-tying goal. It's going to be the game-winning goal. It's a playoff moment, a playoff memory. The playoffs are important. Playoff hockey, you can't touch it. You can't put a price on it. It's invaluable. So, yes, listen up. Every team out there making the playoffs, I don't care how far you get, is vastly important. Next hot take. It's HW's hot take. Yeah, Vic, I agree with you. I think game five was one of the more special games in Colorado Avalanche history. I know there's a recency bias there, but to be down one nothing on kind of a fluke goal, come back, tie that thing at one, and then win it 2-1 and get it back here for a game six, that was a major accomplishment in and of itself. Uh, last night didn't go the Avs way. We all know that. But if we want to look <laughs> through the front window to use a line from Manchester, this team's going to be good for at least five years, if not a decade, right? And P.K. Subban said last night that Nathan McKinnon is going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, this future is incredibly bright, not only for the Avalanche, but for the Nuggets as well. And I walked into the Pepsi Center last night. I walked up into that concourse as game six was getting ready to roll and it felt like the early 2000s, late 90s. It just felt like there was an energy and a buzz and a, a sense in this city that this team's going to be really good for a long time. And I know that's field day, the day after they lose five nothing and Andrew Hammond gives up a couple bad ones and the offense doesn't show up and the boys ran out of gas. But I'm telling you, a year from today, we'll be talking about how the Avalanche just won in round one, and we'll be we'll be focused on their round two series. That's how good this team is. Some questions to answer. Joe Sackick will speak today at noon, but, man, they are in good, good hands. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Guys, we like to joke about how there's no off-season for what's in-season, but this town in the past, I don't know, four, five, six years, has turned into a one-horse town. It was Broncos, Broncos, Broncos. There's seven professional teams that call Denver home. There's three Division One colleges within 50, 60 miles, but it was all Broncos all the time. And for those of us who grew up here, those of us who've been here a long time, those of us who remember the sporting news, 
at all, but let alone remember the sporting news naming Denver the best sports city in America, that was a little deflating. And look, I I had an orange and blue stocking cap put on my head in the hospital when I was a newborn. I'm a Bronco fan. I bleed orange and blue. But at some point, it's like, man, do we really have to talk about this 12 months a year? But look, a lot of the teams in this town didn't give people a reason to focus on them. It's on them. You're right. And the Broncos did. They went out and got Peyton Manning and had a four-year run that it was hard not to get caught up in it. Add the Tim Tebow year before that. And it was a five-year run where they were arguably the biggest story in the entire NFL. So, of course, they're going to be the biggest story here. But what I saw the past, I don't know, few weeks, but especially yesterday at Pepsi Center, when people are dressing up in their hamburger uniform or uh, costumes and, and getting into it, showed me that people in this town, sports fans in this town, want to have something else to focus on other than just the Broncos. They want to have... A hockey team, a basketball team, a lacrosse team, a baseball team, a soccer team, you name it, to focus on. It's on those teams to make themselves relevant. The Avs took that step and did it. Here's hoping everybody else in town can do it so we don't have to focus on one thing 12 months a year. There's no off season for what's in season. Got a lot of text coming in, 30933. What, what do you guys, I, I agree wholeheartedly with your take there. You have to earn the attention, and they earned their attention this year. They did. What do you think about my thoughts, though? And this is where I get all riled up when it comes to the Nuggets. And and I'll argue, because I think you brought this up, uh, Manchester, about, ah, who cares? You know, They're not going to win. The... It, it, it matters. Getting to the playoffs matters. It matters for the faithful who go every game. It matters for the hope and dreams of a team. The, 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 the playoffs are where real memories are made. Yeah, not no, no. Not the regular season, in the playoffs. I'm with you. I, I'm with you, Vic. But here, here's, I think, been the, the crux of our argument, really the last two Nuggets seasons. At what cost? If you get into the playoffs... While developing Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Nikola Jokic, I'm fine with that. If you get in the in the playoffs because you stunted their growth and played Jameer Nelson too many minutes, I, I look at it and go, what's the point? This Avs team got into the postseason by riding their future. There, therefore, it was beneficial. Yeah, yeah that's and, and that's exactly right. Nobody expected the future to grow up that quickly, right? Yeah. No one did. They didn't go get some guy who's going to be out of the league in two years and, you know, not even here next season. And that's why they got into the postseason. The reason to be excited is the guys they rode to get there and the guys who were really, really good during the playoffs are going to be here for a long time. See, that's why that's it's what, exciting. When I look back at the Nuggets season in five months, the games I'll remember the most are the games that were the closest they got to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Milwaukee comeback, the Minnesota finish. Those are playoff games for the for the Nuggets. Those those games meant a lot more than any other games during the regular season. Well, playoffs and, but, are where dreams are made and dreams are shattered. You got to make the playoffs if you want to build your fan base. Okay, End but of story. You're right though, but think about those two games, right? Who made the big play at the end of the Milwaukee game? The young guys. Who stepped up in the Minnesota the guys. game? Even the though they guys. lost, yeah. Jokic and Murray were great in the second half. That's why you're excited. That's why you're encouraged. When we come back, we'll read some of your texts. Uh, plus, I, I want to relive, and, and I don't want to ignore this today. We're going to have him on the show later. I thought one of the most epic calls in the history of Denver sports. Yes, I'm going there, and I have the authority to say it. I'm a doctor. I've been around a long time. This call by Mark Mosier during Game 5 will relive in radio infamy. It was that good. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. We're back after this. has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. 
the dawn of a new era. This has got to be one of the gutsiest clubs in the National Hockey League. With emerging superstars. Game line to stop, ties all seeds. And the return of the passion and the pride. The FBI have a two-on-one. JT and Joe Congratulating the Colorado Avalanche on an incredible season. Pure guts. They got nothing but guts. From the proud home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. As a Coloradan, we've got a lot of love for our football, hockey, baseball, basketball, lacrosse, and soccer teams. We're loyal fans cheering local teams and buying from local businesses. Hey guys, it's Mark Mosier for my friends at Colorado Family Owned American Financing. If you're going to borrow money for a new home loan, borrow locally. The American Financing team of salary-based mortgage consultants will help you get a pre-approval letter, which will help make your home offer more attractive. They can access any loan in the industry while offering the lowest rates, best service, and fastest closings. Plus, you get one-on-one attention while being guided through options, resulting in a custom loan specific to your financial goals. And I'd call that a big win, and you will too. So when you're ready to experience the journey toward home ownership, choose American Financing. They have your best interests in mind, and there are never any upfront fees. Call 303-695-7000, or go online at AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS. 182334 regulated by the Division of Real Estate. It's tax season. There's plenty of ways I could blow my tax return. I could buy the biggest TV I could find, take a limo ride to the fanciest restaurant in town, maybe a trip to the casino and put it all on black. Or I could make the right decision and take it to Grand Valley Auto because tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto. Grand Valley Auto. They've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing tax time deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change just for stopping by if you mention this ad. Tax time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth in Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Oil change is good for up to five quarts. Hey, it's Josh Dover here, and I'm going to tell you how to get a career in under a year. Not just any old job. I mean real opportunity to train for a relevant, in-demand career right now. Now more than ever, careers in media platforms are booming, like social media, YouTube, on-air talent, video and audio editing, production, camera, and control room operations. Maybe you're like me and love sports. Do something more than just watch games. Make it a career in areas like play-by-play, sports commentating, sports live broadcast, even host your own show. That's what the Colorado Media School has done for more than 30 years, dedicating themselves to placing more people in rewarding media careers. That's what they did for me. Now is the time. Call them up, tell them Josh Dover sent you, and get an orientation just for calling. Don't wait. Call now and make that appointment. And get that career in under a year. Train in just months without decades of debt. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify. Call the Colorado Media School right now. 303-937-7070. That's 303-937-7070. Hey, Colorado, Mountain High Appliance has officially been in business for 25 years, and it's time to celebrate. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. Every weekend now through May 6th, we'll be blowing the roof off of our Louisville showroom. The chefs will be cooking up a storm both inside and out. We'll even have a few celebrity guests pop in to join the fun. Cooking, barbecue, drinks, music, door prizes, and much more. We're turning 25, and we owe it all to you, our loyal customers. Everything in our showroom is on sale. We have unheard of pricing on refrigerators, dishwashers, laundry pairs, and more. Nobody celebrates like Mountain High Appliance. Now through May 6th. Don't miss out on the savings and fun. Come in and experience the difference. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you, Colorado, for 25 wonderful years. Mountain High Appliance in Louisville, your favorite appliance store. 
Thank you. Find the answers to all your Colorado state tax questions at colorado.gov slash tax. Visit colorado.gov slash tax. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. No accidents on the major metro freeways at this point, so that's good news. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Seeing some usual slowdowns where your speeds are down a bit between Orchard and Colorado Boulevard. On northbound I-25, your southbound I-25 through the Tech Center still up to full speed. No issues on westbound C-470, eastbound jamming up a bit right around Wadsworth, Platte Canyon. You can't change the whole world, but you can change the world for a child in poverty. Choose your child now at Compassion.com slash Radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Picked up by JT Cover. He has me have a two-on-one. Cover with Andrew Ghetto. JT in shoots. Same rebound. Score! Score! Spin Andrew Ghetto! Spin! Andrew Ghetto! Spin 10! Rams at home, and the Avs have taken a 2-1 lead. I can't believe it. This has got to be one of the gutsiest clubs in the National Hockey League. Pure guts. They got nothing but guts. Every guy with three big old cow hearts, two pancreases, and five stomachs. Guts (laughs) all over the place. I can't believe it. Oh, Mick. When I first heard that call, and granted, I was watching on television. I went back after it was posted online. I'm just shaking my head saying only Moj, only Moj can dream up that kind of uh, description for an avalanche victory. And we were all energetic, all excited, all ecstatic when we were watching it. But who would ever bring up three big old cow hearts, five stomachs, two pancreases? Is he describing cattle? What is the description there? I have no idea. Uh, that's part of what made it so great. Is it just uh, sort of was a leap from reality? Uh, Will and I were talking about it during the break. We posted a little five-minute compila- compilation of uh, the game review afterward. Yeah. I'll bet I listened to that five minutes 20 times between Friday you. and yesterday. It was just awesome. The whole thing was awesome. You know, I spent a lot of game four in the broadcast booth with Moj, and I, I like to watch him call the game because he gets really animated. He gets really touchy-feely and um, very intense. So I could only, and all I was going through my mind, I could only imagine what he was doing at that point, just body-wise. I mean, <laughs> he's coming up with these lines, line after line. It made national news. We're going to talk to Moj coming up in the 9 o'clock hour just to get his thoughts on where that stuff came from. But, again, when you think of the avalanche season um, five, six months from now, you're going to think of that game. You're going to think of that call. You're going to think of those goals. It is the playoffs where well, memories think, are made. Yeah, you'll think of that. You'll also think of Game 82, Vic, right? You'll, you'll think of what they did against St. Louis to even make this well, a reality. I mean, not me. I mean, again, if one lasting memory is Game 5, it, it, I, I guess I don't have that blanket coverage like you do. I don't think of the whole season. I'll give you an example. Ready? Last year, Bronco season, the one memory that comes to mind. What is it? Losing to the Giants. They, losing to the Giants derailed their season. What is it? What's the one memory? Uh, for me, it's it's yeah. get, it's getting shut out. They haven't been shut out in okay ages. You ready? Rocky season. What's the one lasting memory? Uh, there's a couple. It's Nolan Arenado on Father's Day. That was awesome. The walk off uh, cycle. Uh, and then it was the playoff game. 
Archie Bradley is what comes to yeah. mind. To me. No, you're right. Archie, Archie you're right. Bradley, you know, strolling in the third base after hitting a triple. That's the memory that comes to mind. That's the last. That's the one. It's always about the playoffs. Always. Those are the games that matter most. Don't lie to yourself. Don't fool yourself. That's why you want to get there. You want to play meaningful games for that very reason. On the text line, and this person may not be off base here on this, because the one thing we talk about so much is how young teams are given sort of a, eh, they're given a stay, right? I mean, you're good at doing that, uh, James. You, you like to give them a break. Now, if if the Broncos were put in the same situation and lost in the first game of the playoffs, would you be venomous today? Or would you be talking about, oh, they got great potential? How would you react? Uh, it depends. It's all situational. So let, let, let's look at it this way. Let's say they draft a quarterback this year, right? They draft Josh Allen on Thursday. Josh Allen starts 16 games. They start a little slow. They get better toward the end of the year. They make it in as the sixth seed and they go on the road and lose the wild card game. I'm going to give them a pass. If they go out there and, uh, start three and one, you and Leggy are in here doing a victory lap because they won games at home when other teams aren't even ready to play yet and let alone play at altitude. Then they kind of fade down the stretch. They get in with a eight and eight team that has no business being in the playoffs. They go on the road and get blown out with a bunch of veterans. I'm going to say, what's the point? What are we doing here, guys? It's all situational. So it's only about drafting a young quarterback that's the only way they get a free pass no 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 it's it's just all about is this team are they where are they at on the curve right if that's their peak and they fizzled in the first round you're like well great blow this thing up start again if they're just starting the upward climb then yeah they get a free pass because it's step one i mean you you see it in every sport It, it goes in stages all right do the nuggets get a pass after missing the playoffs uh, not really for me. They don't. Um, they miss the playoffs again by a game. Uh, I don't get a pass for me either. I mean, everybody talks about how, again, this is why I think the playoffs are so important. I'm not handing out a free pass. I'm not either. And, and look, they get, there, there's the reason why some people do of, hey, Paul Millsap missed 44 games. Gary Harris missed a lot of games down the stretch. Okay. Th- those are viable reasons. But here's the thing. They make the playoffs. They perhaps win the division. If they don't lose to a Memphis team that lost 19 games in a row, if they don't lose to the Phoenix team that I believe was the worst team in the NBA by the end of the year, they they got the most ping pong balls on their home court. They they tie for the division championship if they win those two games. They should be able to win those two games with five starters missing. That's why they don't get an entirely free pass from me. And that's why next year the expectation, at least from me, for that team is 50-plus wins, Compete for the Northwest Division title and have home court advantage in the first round. That's my expectation. Uh, HW, if you would mind, please read some of those texts that have come in. 30933, people chiming in on the end of the Avalanche season. Yeah, and a lot of them are about Mosier, Vic. We were talking about that goal call in Game 5. Uh, Brian and Elizabeth says the Mosier is the best in sports, hands down. Uh, 5890 says on another call, you can hear Moe screaming in the background as they are subdued. It's like he shares a booth <laughs> next to someone else. He was bleeding through. That's hysterical. I said to Moe yesterday, how do you feel about being a viral sensation? He, uh, didn't really like that, but that's, let's call it what it was. And then Vic, you did something that really surprised me actually. You said you'd endorse uh, Mosier for Employee of the Month. Yeah, you know, that I was going to get to that today, and that was going to be the big theme of the show because you know how anti-Employee of the Month I've been for Mosier. I don't think he's ever deserved it. But now I am willing uh, to place my vote next time it comes up and we have one of those big staff meetings uh, with the Smooth and the Mix and all those stations. I am willing 
to lobby for my boy Moj. Okay, I'm going to give him a vote for once. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. I would give him the vote as well. I mean, I don't know. We played. How the... badly does he want it? He I mean, wants it bad. Of all the honors, right? If you had asked Moj, what's more important to him, a Stanley Cup championship or Employee of the Month? What do you think he'd say? Well, we can ask him at 9:15, but I have a guess. Like he certainly is deserving. I mean, I've looked around this place. Who had a better moment than Moj did on Friday? Yeah. I mean, he was fantastic. So, uh, I get to be the Jeff Legwald giving the, uh, Hall of Fame, uh, nomination speech, uh, at those meetings. Uh, I, I don't think I'll say a word. I'll, you know, Woody Page just, uh, famously said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present John Elway. And that was his yeah. entire presentation. I might just play that call and say, you guys tell me who was better than this. That's it. That's my presentation. That's all you need to do. I mean, who's going to top that? Well, we'll talk to Moj uh, live on the show in the 9 o'clock hour. I want to get his uh, play-by-play exactly of what he meant by three big old cow hearts, two pancreases, and five stomachs. He describing some sort of animal. Um, I am not from uh, an animal husbandry background, so I'm not exactly sure what he's describing. But we'll get to the bottom of that. Uh, Rockies game. You guys watch any of that yesterday? From what I gathered, and I missed the end, I missed the slide home. Was he out or was he safe? I was doing avalanche extended pregame at that point. I watched the slide home. Yeah. Did anybody see this? Anyone here associated with this program? No. Was he out or was he safe? I just heard it on the radio. I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if he was out or safe. I need to know. Uh, it was game 23 at Coors Field. I was focused on game six I, of the Avs. I'm going to say he was out. I do know that uh, Machismo wore off over the weekend. They went one and two. What did that have to do with it? Machismo actually worked. It got him to that point. They're still above 500. It's worn off. No, that was going to spark the season. That was going to launch him into, ni- into the postseason. Nice run. Give him a nice little run, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think Machismo still works. Uh-huh. I think it does, too. Uh-huh. Yep. They're 12, Chris, and, they're 12 and 11, guys. 12 and 11. What a Chris spark. Chris Bryant took a 96-mile-an-hour fastball to his head. Is there anything more fearful than that? I mean, you're sitting there in the batter's box, and Herman Marquez suddenly throws a bean at your head? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was pretty ugly. They're uh, they're showing it, you know, currently on SportsCenter, and, yeah, that was uh, that was nasty. I think we can all agree the Rockies got to fix their starting pitching. Outside of Chad Bettis, it's a mess right now. It's just a mess. Uh-huh. They're not getting chances to win games. I mean, when you only last two, three innings, you're not going to win many games. You 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 got to pitch better, especially at home. Oh, I just saw that call, Vic. That was mm-hmm. horrendous. They overturned it. If they'd have called him out to begin with, maybe, yeah. but they overturned it. Bases loaded, two outs in a nine-seven game in the ninth. That is awful. So wow. was he was he out or was he safe? I don't know. You you can't tell. You can't tell. It's Arenado, and like, did he touch the plate? I I don't. So it know. takes inconclusive video to overturn it. Yeah. Was it inconclusive? That's the big question mark that came across last night. I hate Again, replay. I didn't watch it, but a replay sort of sucks when they overturn a play that can turn it into a dramatic finish. Right? It's it's nine seven bases loaded. Arenado's on third. There's a pass ball. He tries to score. It's a close play, but he's called safe at the plate. They overturn yeah. it. Ball game over. Boy, it takes a lot to overturn it. That's wow. the thing. Wow. All right. All right, love to get your uh, your thoughts on that. And uh, we'll also, this is now draft week. This is when we can start doing them, their mock drafts, right? We, we joke about it, yeah. but this is the week where they actually take effect. And did you guys notice who our boy Leggy has atop his list of 100 players? He's got his top 100. And the guy he's got number one? <laughs> I can't wait to talk to Manchester about this. You got the Vic Lombardi Show.
thrills. The kid is gonna break away. It shoots and scores. For proving the critics wrong. What an amazing story. For overcoming the odds. And the Colorado Avalanche. They're back in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. Here they come, baby. And for bringing hockey passion back to the Mile High City. And the building is on fire at Pepsi Center. And the crowd is going insane. Bomb pops flying all over the joint. Thank you, Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950. Great coaches are leaders who fight for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now might be the time for you to make a change, one that will improve your financial future forever. Hey, it's Ryan Harris. And Nate Craigman for our friends at American Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary-based consultants, the team that's Colorado family-owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to you. Your needs, resulting in a home loan that's going to lower your rate, shorten your term, or even save you up to $1,000 a month. And it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals, including paying off high-interest debt. I'm talking about a 10-minute call to get started and close in as fast as 10 days. Call today and let American Financing coach you into a better home loan. The number, 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or go online, AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Welcome to Car Buying 101. I'm your professor, Alan Roach, for my car guys at Johnson Auto Plaza. It's a fact. Every car dealer pays the same for new vehicles. The manufacturers set the cost, the incentives, and the rebates. And from there, it's up to the dealers to sell those vehicles. And that class is where the circus begins. We've all seen it. Lightning bolts and balloons, super low come-on payments that require super fast talking or teeny tiny print disclaimers just to make them legal, let alone honest. All right, class, you can close your books because there is a better way. The Johnson family goal is simple, to help you find the vehicle you're looking for at the best possible price with no silly games or wasted time and to make sure your experience is a great one. That's it, and that's why I love these guys. During the spring sales event, get a great deal on over a 1,000 vehicles, 350 new Rams, 200 new Jeeps. Experience car buying the way it's supposed to be. Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brannon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brannon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brannon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brannon team. Apply today at Brannon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Hey, sports fans, unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage, that's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year part-time. 
Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. When you're 6'10", you like big stuff. The bigger, the better. Doors, chairs, bathtubs, marshmallows. That's why I'm so excited. My Ring Pro partner, Pal, Rightway Plumbing, is offering their biggest energy efficiency rebates ever. Up to $2,700 back on a high-efficiency ream comfort system. Rightway Plumbing's brother, sister owners, Ron and Christina, are big on doing every customer's job the right way, providing expert service and installation and quick response times. For more on Ream and utility rebates, go to ReamProPartners.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Stop and go traffic eastbound I-70 between Sheridan and York. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Really seeing some big slowdowns southbound I-25 Alameda through to Hamden before your speeds pick back up. There is a crash report at Colfax and Sims. And watch for a three-car accident in the clearing stages westbound Yale approaching Quebec. For just five quarters a day, you can sponsor a child with Compassion. Become a sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin. With traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I don't know, it's tough to sum up the series right here and right now, but, um, you know, we made them fight for it, and, and uh, I don't know if they thought they were just going to roll over us, and, and but proud of the group that we have in this dressing room, no doubt. That's Gabriel Landeskog last night. Fellas, am I the only one who really appreciates the post-series handshake as much as they do in hockey when Landeskog and Subban were in line, right? And these guys beat the crap out of each other during this series. <laughs> Landeskog was sitting on top of Subban for half of the series, right? And afterwards, there they are in line, and you always wonder, what's going to happen? What, you know, what, what, are we going to see what we saw in the old Red Wings Av series where they just couldn't stand? I can't believe I shook his hand, that kind of stuff. And it was nothing but respect, nothing but great sportsmanship out of both sides. And say what you want about P.K. Subban, all right? He was booed every time he touched the puck. What a character guy afterwards to speak volumes of Nathan McKinnon about how he's going to go to the Hall of Fame someday, how good this young team really is. I got nothing but respect for that player right now. Well, a couple of things. One, I'm with you. I stayed uh, glued to the TV because I wanted to watch the handshake line. It's a great tradition in sports. And part of me wanted to see it go the way it went, where everybody uh, had a hard-fought six games, shook hands, and uh, you know showed mutual respect. And part of me wanted to see it be a mess. So it, I was gonna be, bro. I was gonna be fine either way. You know way. what? It's funny. I had the same feeling. I was like, "So are we gonna get a full out ball here?" Or yeah, you know. But it, it, those guys that they're able to level their emotions better than even the fans. Yeah, isn't that amazing? We as fans, we're still emotional. We're still losing it. We still hate everybody. But those guys, as soon as the whistle blows and the game's over, ah. It's ama- It's always stunning to me how they're able to get level heads so quickly. Yeah, and it was a little easier last night because it was a 5-0 game that, you know, in the second period it was time to click it over and watch 60 minutes. So they had a lot of time to get ready for it. Here's the thing with P.K. Subban. I agree with you. He handled it well. It's just hard for me to do too many backflips over a guy being a gracious winner. That's pretty easy to do. Yeah, and I thought Subban changed that game with his antics when it's 0-0. He gets hit in the face, and he gets a whistle to stop an avalanche momentum. And I'm thinking, I turned to some people I'm with, Marty O, our intern, and I said, man, Subban's hurt. He's going back to the locker room. This is going to change this whole game. No, he wasn't hurt. He was out there on his next shift. And it's like, dude, 
Don't ham it up like that to get a whistle in a 0-0 game. Stop the puck when the Az are attacking. If you're actually hurt, then the officials are supposed to blow the whistle. That was an acting job. Dude, if this hockey doing, thing doesn't work out, why don't yeah, you go to Hollywood, PK? You sound bitter. You sound, he's doing what he's doing whatever it takes for his team to win the game. If he did that as a member of the Avs, you'd be extolling the virtues of PK Subban. Today. No, I, I don't sound bitter. I am bitter. If you yeah, can't I tell, know. yeah, I know you are. Yeah, I know you are. But well, well, why are we going field day on PK Subban the day after that guy's antics ticked us all off for two weeks, and now we're talking about how great he is and how classy he is? To, you're allowed to do that. You're, you're, they're not mutually exclusive. You're allowed to hate a guy in the course of competition and then respect the guy when it's all said and done. Right. That, that, that's I don't respect him. Sports, I'm uh, in between you two guys. I'm, I'm not giving him a ton of credit here for being a gracious winner. I mean, that's really easy to go in the locker room and say, ah, that guy's great. Yeah, well, you're moving on and he's going home. And uh, I, PK Subban was nothing but the... Uh, you know, the 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 enemy for six games, but here's the other thing: I'd take him on my team in a horse. I'm so tired of hearing this chorus, this refrain, this ridiculous. Everybody likes to rip Philip Rivers in town. You taken Philip Rivers last couple of years on your Broncos team? Sure, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, all right, well then stop. Then enough. I mean, you know, again, we can hate a guy. It's okay. You can hate a guy when you play. Trust me, I have my share of hatred, but doesn't mean I don't have to respect him. Well, <laughs> there's a big difference. There's a big difference between hate and respect. There are a lot of players in sports, coaches that I despise. But I tell you what, Tom Brady, one of them. Give me Tom Brady on my team any damn day. You kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Feels like full field day on Subban <laughs> at 7:55. It just it's does. Not field day. You call it's it what you want. Day. Field you day is everybody wins and everybody gets a ribbon. I, I, if you go out and, and you get beat. You have to be able to be mature about it and tip your cap at the guy who beat you. No, but he changed the course of that game last night. That's the butterfly effect. Exactly. That's a perfect example so of exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. He did. Maybe an avalanche player should have done the same thing. Right. He changed the course of the game. You sound yep. like a child. You don't think, you don't think that, so you're just chalking that up to gamesmanship? Yeah. Get, get yes. a whistle he doesn't yes. deserve to get? Yes. Uh-huh. He, he, he yeah. did something looking for a whistle yeah. and the refs fell for it. I'll give you another name. Manu mm. Ginobili. Perfect example. Made a Can't career stand of Manu Ginobili. Can't stand him one bit. When the Nuggets play the Spurs, I want him to just fall into the hardwood. But you know what? I'd take that on my team any day. Without a doubt. All right, so the day after the Spurs eliminated the Nuggets, time after time after time, did you did you tell us how much respect you had for Manu Ginobili? I'd take him on my team any day. Okay. What, 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 so those what heartbreaking other, playoff series in the mid 2000s. Let, let's how look much, at it this way. Recent how many example. different ways can I say I would take him on my team any day? How Vic, else can I say that? Vic, here's the prime example. Who's the guy after game 82 when Minnesota knocked out the Nuggets? Who's the guy we all said we'd take him on our team? Todd Gibson. Exactly. Exactly. Any he was day. the difference in the game. Any he day. was the difference in the game because he played playoff basketball, playoff defense. He pulled, he on pushed, the Joker. he cheated, he fouled, he did things, he got away with a lot. He did sure. it. He did what he had to do. And you would have taken and? him on your team. And if he was on the Nuggets in that game instead of on the T-Wolves, the Nuggets are in the postseason. I mean, again, you're allowed to be bitter. You're allowed to root for your team. You're allowed to hate the opposition. I, I, I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan. That's very personal. But at the same time, just all of a sudden – Thrust P.K. Subban is the ultimate villain, and you can never root for him or respect him. That's foolish. He's a great player. He's a great player, great and player. I, I didn't appreciate his move last night. That's all I'm saying. That well, doesn't diminish the fact that he's not a great player, but he changed the course of that hockey game with a Bush League move. Let me ask you this, because I, 
I somewhat see where you're coming from, HW. I tend to be bitter. We're all excited that Portland got swept for a reason, right? We're bitter at Happy summer. Yusuf Nurkic. Yes, exactly. A year later, that comment still sticks in our craw, and we're rooting against him. When San Antonio would knock out the Nuggets back in the day, I was rooting for whoever San Antonio was playing. I didn't care. It could have been a Becky Hammond coach Russian team. I would have rooted for him. Wouldn't matter. But now moving forward, are you rooting for or against Nashville? Against. See, I'm not. I don't have that Me bitterness. Oh, I hope the Jets not. sweep them. I, Go Jets. I want not the team me. that the, the, the Avs gave everything yeah. they could handle to roll. I'm totally with you. Oh yeah, you. because Johansson and Subban are so likable. I'm wishing success to those two. They, they're not unlikable to me. They were a great villain in a series. I'm with you. They're unlikable for that series, and after that, I want the best team, yeah. the team that that deserves it to win. And what? What? what you suddenly a Winnipeg? How many Winnipeg Jets can you name there? Hw. A J E T S Jets Jets Jets. That's what I thought. The point is, you can name the the Preds because that's what the playoffs does. The playoffs produce relationships. It produces a personal relationship between you and your team and you and the opposing team. And this is why it's so important to get there. That's why. What well, we just witnessed these last six games. All right, you can hate Nashville all you please, but you know what? If there's a team that the Avs want to model themselves after, who would it be? Nashville. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who would it be? Pittsburgh. It's a weird series, and that's why this is an interesting conversation, because normally you come out of a series that's this intense, and villains get developed, and storylines go, and you're just sick of that team. And you just want that team to to get swept in the next round. I do not feel that way about Nashville at all. Except for New England. The Patriots are really the only irrational behavior I have when it comes to football. Yeah, but see, they... And I agree. I acknowledge as much. I acknowledge... I always want to see New England lose. They've turned always. the corner for me. They used yeah, to I know, be. I know. And we they've had gotten that argument so good season. that yeah. it's like, I just want to be able to tell my kids and my grandkids yeah. that, yeah, I watched that team. They've turned see, into that. The, re- the reason why the New England thing it, it resonates differently for me is because I still believe there's a degree of cheating that takes place beyond just the on-game cheating. I think there's something behind the scenes that I just smell. Yeah. I just smell it. That is, they uh, don't pass the smell test. That's hard to argue. Uh, here's here's a quick test nine four two one and this guy Nick makes a good point. Vic says uh, or Nick says, hey Vic, you hate the jersey exchange after NFL games, but you're okay with the handshake line. Well, it's it's a little different, all right. The the jersey exchange and the handshake line, the jersey exchange is is willing. It's it's players just doing it on their own. The handshake line is sort of a hockey tradition that everyone is required essentially to participate in. The jersey exchange bothers me because if you lose 42 nothing and all of a sudden you're trotting out with another guy's jersey, a guy that beat you all day, I, I don't know. I, it, maybe you guys can help explain to me why it's different. Well, I just don't see it the same way. Uh, the, the difference is, um, did you see any abs yucking it up in the line? I didn't. You know, I had no problem after the Ravens uh, beat the Broncos in the Raheem Moore game that behind the scenes Peyton Manning uh, went over and congratulated Ray Lewis. I got no problem with that. You can be classy. I would have had a problem with Peyton Manning on the field in front of cameras laughing. I would have had a problem with that. Yes. That's the difference. I agree. It's the tone you take. Yes, very good point. Exactly. Very, very, very good point. It's it's the tone that you take. Your, your team lost. People are pissed. If you're sitting there laughing it up with the jersey, that's... It's not a cool deal, I in it, my mind. And, a, and I didn't see any of that yesterday. It's a slap in the face for people who paid to come watch that yeah. if you're out there yucking it up right. after a loss. All right, good distinction there. All right, let's reset the show. Top of the hour. you got Vic Lombardi Show right here on Altitude 950. 
Denver's All Sports Station. The 2950. Coming up on Sunday afternoon, the Rapids are back at Dick's Sporting Goods Park to take on Orlando SC. Kickoffs at 1 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets. Tipped up and in by Nikola Jokic. Home of the Avalanche. Pose looks, pose looks, out in front of the show. He scores! Denver's all-sports station, altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I love this team and, and organization a lot, and uh, we put a lot of work in throughout the course of the regular season. Not to, not to be able to be a part of it was really difficult, but... Um, you know, the guys battled hard, and I was with them uh, every step of the way cheering them on, and um, they fought valiantly, and I was really proud of them. That must suck for Eric Johnson, you know, working his butt off all season, helping the team get to the playoffs, and then having to sit back and play, as he just mentioned, the role of cheerleader in the most important games of the year. Um, as luck would have it, Eric did say he, he suffered the fractured kneecap, would have been available for um, – the third round series if they'd gone that far two more weeks and he'd uh, be ready to get back on the ice as it stands uh too little too late varley same deal he would have been available for the third round matchup uh also coming off injury two key players that did not play and yet the avs get the nashville predators all they can handle all they can handle yeah, that's it was, why the that's why Avs fans wake up happy today. Yeah, that's it was why. a it was a great series. It was. Let's call it what it is. It was a great series. And Vic, I'll say this: we said all along the Avs needed to get one of the first two in Nashville. They had chances both games to get one of the first two in Nashville. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think if that series comes back here one one, we may be talking about the Avs winning it in six. But it is what it is. Uh, I will say this though: uh, field day ends today for this team. Right. Well, next, of course. Next Nathan season, became, the expectation yeah. is you're going to go in, you're going to go deeper into the playoffs. That's expectation. Shouldn't it end, shouldn't it end for every team? It, well, yeah, you get like one field day pass, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, and somebody on the text line just accused us of uh, having a field day on the morning show, and yeah, it may come off that way. It may come off only because, and I will say this again: uh, shut your eyes if you're driving for a good ten seconds, <laughs> and take yourself back to September. And just imagine if I told you in September, this is a team that finished dead last, all right? And back in September, I whisper in your ear, I say, hey, the Avs are going to make the playoffs. They're going to play the top team. They're going to take them to six games. They're going to provide an epic comeback on the road in game five. And they're going to do it with their third string goalie and missing their top defenseman. Yeah. Uh-huh. How would you react? Uh it, You would have taken it in a heartbeat. And here's the other thing. And look, I know my reputation on this show. Oh, he's going to come on and rip people. Okay. Who should I rip today? Should I rip Jared Bednar? Hell no. He's no. a candidate for coach of the year. Should I rip Andrew Hammond? He was what not he good yesterday. He, he gave him an extra game. He gave him a game to play here. He, he hadn't played a game in a 100 days. He went out and had 44 saves, and then the clock struck midnight. I should rip him for that? Should I rip Nathan McKinnon? Gabe Landeskog, like, fine, if we're being field day, great. Then tell me who I should take to task today. Please, sketch out Subban. a rip job. Sketch out a rip job. For me. No, you see, you're ripping Subban because it's all you got left to rip, right? You're doing it rationally. you you like, I can't rip anybody on our team, so let me rip the opposing team. He, but, I mean, come on, he did what he was supposed to do. But in all seriousness, if you're going to accuse us of field day, then tell us who we're supposed to rip. Tell me. Okay, I'm going to whisper into your ear. Manchester, and I just want you to remember this conversation. I want you to shut your eyes. I want you to shut your eyes. If I told you this, James, 
on the last game of the regular season, football season, the Denver Broncos will have a chance to make the playoffs if they win that game. Would you take that right now? No. Why not? I, I, I don't think that's well, a... What why not? Do you think, do you think though, that would be a step in this team as it's currently constructed, making a championship run in the next five years? That would, so that it, would be it. They're, they're eight and seven heading into that, that last game. Case Keenum has got them to just right at mediocre. They so burn another rather, year of Von Miller's prime. You would I, rather them go five and eleven? Uh, yeah, I would. Wow. There, there's nothing okay. worse I, than being well, stuck in speak. the middle. There's nothing in the NFL. I can't speak to an irrational. Well, if they went five and eleven last year, they have the fifth pick in the draft. They went five and eleven last year. They made some changes because they realized, hey, we're not close. This team going eight and eight with Trevor Simeon in 2016 was that good for them? Yeah. Because no, it wasn't good for them. They 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 convinced themselves they were close. I just gave you an entire monologue of why playoff sports are so vital and important to any team. Anything. I don't want to hear. This oh yeah, because Von Miller needs some playoff I, experience. I don't want to hear from anybody that the playoffs are just a waste it's... of time if you don't have a chance to contend. You tell me, was it a waste of time for the Avs? Was no. it a waste of time no. for the Avs? But is it? I, well, then I don't want to oh, hear no, it. No, 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 I don't no. Want to hear it and and just take it out of your your, your lexicon. No, get, get rid of it. You're comparing apples to oranges. Do you think Von Miller is going to get a whole hell of a lot of a lot better because he gets to go lose at? Tennessee in a wild card game, he's gonna. Oh wow, what a leap! He's gonna he's gonna continue his development in this. Is Von league. Miller the only player on the team? Fine, pick a guy. DT, pick any guy. DT, is he gonna is. get better? Uh, how about Bradley Roby? Is he gonna get better? Chris Harris Jr., Derek Wolf. It's a veteran laden team. Case Keenum. Case Keenum's gonna get better. You cannot replicate games that matter. That's why that stretch for the Nuggets, Lord. those eight games down the stretch, those are like playoff games. You can't replicate that, man. You can't. I get it, but this isn't a young team that is uh, early in the development curve, and it would be a big step. It's not. You know what eight and eight would do for the Broncos this year? Convince John Elway they're close, and we would burn 2019 too. So then we would be into a four-year stretch of burning years because we think we're close and wasting Von Miller's prime. That's what we would do. That's what it would accomplish. So no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Just like the eight and eight with Trevor Simeon was an absolute unmitigated disaster. All right, let me read some of these texts that have come in. Um, some of these make valid points. Others, I, I don't agree. Uh, this is from 2096. Please place your name at the end of the text. <laughs> Cracks me up when people put aside their ethics and call people childish when they stand by their convictions. What does he mean by this? Mm, it's a well, little you put aside your ethics to call H.W. childish because his convictions were that P.K. Subban is and a bad guy. I've not been called a child by each of you on the air. That's been cool. I called you a child during one of our pregame shows. I said you were acting like you were 17. Oh. You, you Teenager, can, my bad. You can <laughs> physically, you can be my son. So that, that does serve a purpose. Uh, let's see. Should I read this? Joe in Denver says, HW, the pouting delusional Homer guy. This literally happens in every single game. The stuff you guys are moaning about, get a grip, have a take. Joe's not a fan, apparently. Have a good day, uh, Joe. Oh, look at NHW's all mad. Don't get all mad. Go take your bones go home. Not everybody's going to like you. It's all right. We all get ripped on this show. Uh, uh, let's see. Bruce Bowen would stick his foot between yours, and you would step back on and twist your ankle, Postal Brian. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. Bruce Bowen was one of those players that you hated, right, when you played for the other team? You hated him. What would you say, says this texter, if Gabriel Bork had done exactly what Subban did? 
Uh, he didn't do exactly what Subban did, so I, I don't have an answer for you. Maybe they need somebody to do that then. Is what to, I'm to to get hit in the face in a zero zero game and get a whistle that he shouldn't get. Yeah, yeah, I'd take it. Mm. You don't think the Avs in the entire series maybe got a whistle they didn't deserve? That whistle changed that game last night. It did. Subban looked like he Subban made a scene, like he's going oh, back to get nineteen stitches and the fact four that teeth. Just, you're sitting on one call as if that was the decisive factor in the game. It was it, five nothing, HW. In the first period. And they get up one nothing. It's a totally different game. That building was electric. It was on fire. To start the game, dude, the, the Predators outshot the Avs like four or five to one. It, that, that's what cost them the game. They didn't, they didn't answer the bell with the intensity that Nashville did. You know what else cost them a game? The third and fourth goal hit the goaltender right in the chest and he somehow let it roll into the net. And you don't think if Hammond gets a lead, he plays a little more confident last night and the clock uh. maybe doesn't strike midnight and we're talking about game seven? That's why I'm mad at Sue, man. Uh, James, we have a couple people saying you need somebody to rip. You should be ripping Renton and did not have a good series. Afterwards, um, he was asked, Miko was asked point blank, was he playing hurt? And he, uh, he didn't say specifically, but there's something off with Renton and physically. He did not look a hundred percent. And that's the one thing about hockey guys. That's unlike any other sport. Like in the in the NFL, right? When when there's a playoff game or there's a, you know exactly what's wrong with every player. Hell, Ben Roethlisberger will give you his entire physical presence. You know, Ben Roethlisberger will wear specific ankle braces to let you know he's hurt. But in the NHL, these guys play hurt, and no one knows a darn thing until after the fact. I'll give them credit for that. It's amazing. They play through anything and everything, and perhaps Miko Rantanen had an injury that Maybe. we're not aware of. Maybe, but look, if you're on the ice, then you, you don't get a free pass. And was but, was Rantanen good in this series? No, no. he wasn't. And he but, had but, the but breakaway. But a regular season game, he may not have been on the ice is all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe not. But look, if you play, then there's... Then you're going to be criticized if you don't play well. If you go out on the ice or the field or the court or whatever. That's just so the way the world works. So let me get this straight. So according to Manchester logic, as we go to break, I want you to chew on this. According to your logic, it's always best for a team not to make the playoffs and just keep growing and kicking. No. So had no. the Avs not made no. the playoffs this year, they're young, no. they have a young core. Just just try it. Just don't get there, no. though, because if you get there... So no. it's, so again, so it's not good if the Broncos make the playoffs. No, next year. let me explain it again. This right, is the third back, time I'll in let, this show. I'll let you explain when we come back. But according to your logic, no. if I gave you an opportunity to make the playoffs, you'd say, "Nah, I'm good." We'll let you explain. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you deserve. Hey, it's Mark Mosher for American Financing, and we thank you for your service and want to see you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you once defended. When using your VA benefits, there is no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. That's greater than any other loan program can offer. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a program that fits your needs. Just call American Financing at 303-695-7000. 6957000 or americanfinancing.net the official mortgage company of altitude 950 NMLS 182334 regulated by the Division of Real Estate Hey guys, we all want those hearty home style meals, you know, the juicy burgers and the chicken fried steak. Don't forget dessert. 
But who has time to cook those at night when you're ready to watch the game? Don't have time. That's why when I'm craving a delicious home-style meal, I go to Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi for Black Eyed Pea. My go-to for home-style cooking. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Try Cajun catfish right from the south for their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with home-style gravy. Forget about the wait time. Black Eyed Pea will have your entrees out in 15 minutes or less. And they have a great craft beer selection in full bar. Whether you're looking to enjoy your home-style favorite at the restaurant or takeout, the Black Eyed Pea is a Colorado and Vic Lombardi favorite. Locally owned, operated with nine front-range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Visit BlackIPColorado.com. That's BlackIPColorado.com for locations and the entire menu. Need a free oil change? Then it's time to stop by Grand Valley Auto in Lakewood. Get a free oil change and check out their hundreds of pre-owned vehicles on the lot. They got amazing tax time deals going on right now. 17 years reputable experience and a full service department. Plus, you get a free oil change just for stopping by. This is the time to come out to Grand Valley Auto. On West Colfax near Wadsworth in Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Oil change is good for flat courts. If you wake up dreading your day and want an extra six thousand bucks in the bank start a fresh new career with first transit in commerce city first transit is hiring full-time bus drivers during their hiring event wednesday the 25th bring your seven-year driving record and interview on site first transit offers competitive pay benefits and qualified hires receive a six thousand dollar hiring bonus apply in person during the job fair wednesday afternoon the 25th at first transit in commerce city 6345 colorado boulevard Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy. Within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Visit Colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Altitude 950 traffic update. Northbound I-25, very slow dry creek to University. There is a crash reported northbound I-25 at 6th Avenue. Traffic is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Southbound I-25, extra slow Alameda through to Hamden before your speeds are going to pick back up. Seeing delay across eastbound I-70 now with heavy traffic, slower speeds, Sheridan out through to York. The T.J. Martell Foundation, music's promise for a cure. To learn more, visit tjmartell.org. That's tjmartell.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Obviously, as a team, we didn't bring our best effort, and myself included, and it's disappointing because we showed what we can do when we're battling from behind and winter season's on the line last game, but unfortunately tonight, they weren't able to repeat that. Hey, man, nothing but respect for that kid. That's the Hamburglar, Andrew Hammond. I mean, what'd you expect? He steals a game in Nashville, giving the Avs an opportunity to get to a game seven, and turned into a pumpkin last night. I mean, just didn't have his A game. He gave up a couple softies late, but perhaps trying to do too much after uh, the deficit was 2 nothing early. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to pin this on Andrew Hammond. I mean, third-string goalie. How many games did he miss before he got back on the ice again? It was a hundred days since he had started. A hundred and some That's days. It's amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. Okay, so can I answer and yeah. tell everybody how you were completely inaccurate when you yes, were describing yes, my position? Here's, here, here's my position, and, and let me let me backtrack a little bit. I, I my hot take today was 
why the playoffs are vital for any team. Young, old, middle-aged, balding, gray, fat, short. I don't care who you are, where you've been, what you do. The playoffs are vital for your team's success because it's in the playoffs where memories are truly made. When you think back at this half season, you're not going to remember the regular season. You're going to remember the playoffs. That's what we remember as fans. Love it or hate it, that's what makes the money. Okay. Now, most of the time, playoffs are good. I would agree with that. Making the playoffs are good. However, there's a couple of ways in which it can be, it can be detrimental is if you, if, if it fools you into thinking you're close, right? So if you're at the beginning of the bell curve with a young team and you get into the playoffs, take case in point, the abs, then that's beneficial. It's a step in the process. It's part of the learning. It's part of the development. They're great. It would have been very good for the Nuggets this year to get in because it was their young guys who were getting them there. Whereas last year, I didn't want him to get in there because Jameer Nelson got 35 minutes and Emmanuel Moody and Jamal Murray got less minutes. That would have been detrimental. The Broncos, if they go eight and eight and get a, 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 a just a weak playoff I, way, spot and I can, disagree, I disagree with that previous. Okay. Tactic. You, but I'll tell you later. Keep going. If the Broncos get in at eight and eight and fool themselves into thinking they're close and it gets us another year of Vance Joseph, then all they're doing is wasting time and burning time and fooling themselves. See, Th- that but, can be detrimental. Okay. They don't have guys on this team that need playoff experience. They don't. That's not I a see, step for them. I, I see that line of thinking. It would be detrimental if the following year you didn't make additional moves to get younger, get better. If, if you didn't do the necessary things, make the necessary steps to advance your team, I agree. But if you do make those steps, there's nothing detrimental about getting to the postseason. Uh, Nothing. Okay. Zero. Here's the thing, though, right? So the eight and eight Broncos that got in with Tim Tebow, they won the playoff game against the Steelers, and then that's got, detrimental. No, let me finish. Then got boat raced by New England. Okay, that's a young DT. That's a young Von Miller. That's the young core stars that got a taste of playoff football. They also didn't fall into the trap and say, "Yeah, Tim Tebow's the answer" because he got us here, and they went and got Peyton Manning. So they didn't, they didn't fall into the trap of, oh, this is it. This is what we're going to build around. It could be detrimental though. If you're eight and eight and you've got guys who are veterans and you're, the window is closing on Von Miller's prime. He's played in a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He doesn't need a game at Jacksonville to get, you know, his playoff sea legs. That's not going to help him. Let me give you an example why the playoffs always are the best measuring stick. Always. Here's the best example I could give you. When the Broncos made the playoffs during the Peyton Manning era and played perhaps one of their worst playoff games ever against Indianapolis at home. You remember that game, right? Yeah, the game when all the coaches had already okay. quit. Yeah. So so you remember that. So was this a young, up-and-coming Broncos team? Would they have a bunch of youth? They'll just get a taste of the playoffs? No, not at all. These are guys that had been there before. Hell, they'd been to the Super Bowl before. They had vast playoff experience. They had Peyton Manning as their quarterback. But you know what getting to the playoffs and losing did? What did it do? What did it do? Uh, what did it do? I don't know. Tell me. It caused them to completely shift and change their coaching staff. They they completely they no. changed everything. Yes, no. it did. Vic, yes, it did. Vic. It changed everything. See, the playoffs can take. The playoffs can give. That's, That's the beauty no, no, no. of the playoffs. That didn't happen because they lost in the playoffs. Jay Glazer reported before the game that John Fox had accepted the Bears job. Jack if, Del Rio had already accepted the Raiders job. If the Broncos, Adam Gase was supposedly going to the Niners till they changed that changed because he wouldn't keep Jim Tom Zula on his staff. Okay, let's so say it the didn't Broncos do it, have anything to do with the playoff game. Let's say the Broncos won 
playoff games that year. Let's say they beat the Colts. Let's say they won the next week. Let's say they had a successful playoff run. Do those same changes take place? Yes. I doubt it. Unless they win the Super Bowl, because the year before, after going to the Super Bowl and losing, John Elway wanted to fire John Fox. And if Gary Kubiak had said, yes, I'm ready to come back and be a head coach again after one year in Baltimore, that change would have happened. It would have. I'll give you another example. And this is why I think making the playoffs always more important than not. The Portland Trailblazers got to the playoffs this year as a three seed and just got schooled. All right, they got swept four straight. Portland Trailblazers have a lot of questions to answer. I mean, do the, does the makeup of their team even, is it playoff ready? Can they do what they need to do? Can they take the next step? Do they, do they need a coaching change? Do they need a, do they need to get bigger? Do, do they need to, um, dismiss the two guard lineup they play? I don't know. They have a lot of questions to answer. Making the playoffs helps you answer those questions. I'll take a playoff team every year over a non-playoff team. Every year. I'm okay. sorry. Well, I, I, I think that's an absolute that is just, uh, rot full of potential mistakes. Um, and the example I, I pointed out, if the Broncos make the playoffs at eight and eight, they go to Jacksonville and get beat. What did you learn? What do you, what do you do with Case Keenum? He's got one year left on his contract. What do you do? They made the playoffs. Do you give him a long-term deal? Do you, do you draft a quarterback? Cause now you're going to be sitting at, I don't know, 20 in the draft. Do you go, now what do you do? What do you do? You're Nash in no man's in. land. Let me let me read it. And again, that's why the playoffs can lead to change just as easily as the regular season can. Nash says the Vikings were one game away from the Super Bowl. They changed their quarterback. You can make adjustments to an older playoff team. Then there's this one. Sam says Manchester's absolutely correct. Why drag on with a bad coach? Better to come up short and make improvements than ride on with some old song and dance. That's from Sam. Uh, sometimes you need those playoff games, those pressure pack games, to reveal who you really are. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, Portland. Portland. Who is Portland? The Trailblazers. Is that who they... I mean, during the regular season, they went on this 13-game win streak. They were they were in a three seed. Who are the Portland Trailblazers? Well, guess what? The playoffs showed us who they really are. You need that transparency in the most pressure-packed games. That's why the playoffs are vital. Right there. Okay. I, I disagree. I disagree. I don't think Vance Joseph standing on the sideline in Jacksonville fiddling with his headphones and not being able to get him to work in a playoff game is going to tell me anything more about Vance Joseph. It's not. It'll convince the Broncos to bring him back for one more year and we'll burn another year of Von Miller's prime. You, you know what? What's the worst thing that can happen to the Avs? Well, I can tell you. The worst thing that can happen to the Avs at this point and why we're so high on this team is because they are trending up, right? What if they pull in Edmonton? What if they go a full Oilers on us? You remember what Edmonton did? You know, yeah. They built young. Yep. They built they, the draft. They, they got they, a flurry of top draft picks. Oh, my God. This is an up-and-coming team. They got one of the best players in the world on the team. Look out. And now now where are they? They'd be deserving of being ripped. If you take a step backward, you deserve to be ripped. But they're not going to take a step backward because that trade for Matt Duchesne landed you Samuel Gerrard and, like, seven other pieces, and we're going to start to see the the uh, the, you know, the results of that trade. You would think so. All I'm saying is I'm greedy, man. I'm as a sports fan, I'm greedy. I will take a playoff run over non-playoffs every time. If you're not, which is why I was so upset when the Nuggets did not make the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying I wanted them in for this reason. I wanted these memories. I wanted this experience. If they lost four straight, it would have been great for this team. If you're not taking step steps forward, however, it, it's an indictment of people that are there. Case in point, the Broncos went 8-8 eight and eight with Gary Kubiak missing games due to health reasons. They bring in Vance Joseph, and essentially with the same group, 
they went five and eleven. That's an indictment of Vance Joseph and his staff. And there's proof of it. John Elway changed half the staff. He should have changed 100% of it, but he changed half the staff. They took a step backward, and that was a sign that things aren't obviously heading in the right direction at Dove Valley. Uh, Jay writes in, plenty of room for conversation and criticism here. The responsibility given to Sam Gerrard last night was huge. Uh, that's a mistake. Top four minutes for a 19-year-old, mentally and physically not ready to deal with what was put on his plate last night. Well, what, here's my my reaction to that. What's your option? Yeah, who are you going to go with? Who, who, you, who do you have? Who else? Who are you going to go to? Are you going to go to guys who played in the AHL? It's not like they have vast options to pick from here. So, again, the, the experience that Sam Gerrard played, playing those top four minutes, as you just, the experience he got last night in those pressure pack games, priceless. You can't get those in the regular season. No, agreed. Agreed, but they went down with the 19-year-old. They didn't go down with the 32-year-old who's going to be somewhere else next year and might be retired. Sure. That would be foolish. But, but you make the necessary adjustments. What the? Here's what the Avs learned. I'll tell you what the Avs learned also. Who's coming back? You don't think they learned something from their roster? You don't think they looked at these playoffs and said, okay, we're going to make some moves, contractual moves that we can make, and we found out a lot about our team in these playoffs. We found out... Who's ready to play and who's not? They're going to make the adjustments. But guess what? Those are questions that can only be answered by playing those games. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Fine. If your Broncos, let's continue the hypothetical. They go 8-8. Eight and eight, They sneak into the playoffs somehow. I don't know even how this happens. They go to Jacksonville and lose in the first round. Who on that roster are they going to find something out about them from yeah. that Jacksonville playoff game? Who? Who are they learning about? Football's a little different because there aren't series. It's just a game, right? Jared Valdir, they're going to learn something about him? No, no, I'll give you this. In football, it's vastly different because in a series, in a playoff series, baseball and hockey and and uh, and basketball, you learn a lot more about the depth of the character on your team in a playoff experience. You just do because you have more more games. In a, in a football playoff, it's anything fluky can happen. I mean, come on. Was Baltimore, the year that they won the Super Bowl, came in here, the Raheem Moore year, were they really the most talented, best team in the NFL? No, they, they were the hottest team. They got they hot. Got, they and got they got lucky. Th- yes. And yes. Tim Tebow was great throughout so, the game against the Steelers, and you didn't learn that, oh, I know, he's our quarterback but, of the future. But if I had used your your angle on that Baltimore team, remember, they fired their offensive coordinator after the Broncos went into Baltimore that regular season and beat them. They fired their offensive coordinator. They did it before the postseason. They were proactive. So they, they did something to get to that next step before that next step arrived. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes you have to learn in the biggest stage. And the biggest stage in sports is the playoffs. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. The dawn of a new era. This has got to be one of the gutsiest clubs in the National Hockey League. With emerging superstars. They might have stopped Ty Olsen. The return of the passion and the pride. The FBI have a two-on-one. JT and Shusei Score! Score! Congratulating the Colorado Avalanche on an incredible season. Pure guts! They got nothing but guts! From the proud home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you deserve. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for American Financing, and we thank you for your service and want to see you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you once defended. When using your VA benefits, there is no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. 
Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. That's greater than any other loan program can offer. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a program that fits your needs. Just call American Financing at 303-695-7000, or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Welcome to Car Buying 101. I'm your professor, Alan Roach. For my car guys at Johnson Auto Plaza, it's a fact. Every car dealer pays the same for new vehicles. The manufacturers set the cost, the incentives, and the rebates. And from there, it's up to the dealers to sell those vehicles. And that class is where the circus begins. We've all seen it. Lightning bolts and balloons, super low come-on payments that require super-fast talking or teeny-tiny print disclaimers just to make them legal, let alone honest. All right, class, you can close your books because there is a better way. The Johnson family goal is simple, to help you find the vehicle you're looking for at the best possible price with no silly games or wasted time and to make sure your experience is a great one. That's it, and that's why I love these guys. During the spring sales event, get a great deal on over a 1,000 vehicles, 350 new Rams, 200 new Jeeps. Experience car buying the way it's supposed to be. Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Mile High Jewelers has an amazing selection in custom-made rings, chains, watches, nameplates, bracelets, and pendants. Shop with the leaders in custom jewelry. Mile High Jewelers. If you can dream it, this Colorado-based company can make it. They also specialize in jewelry and watch repair. And Mile High Jewelers is where your hometown professional athletes shop. Find them in three convenient locations. In the Highlands across from Mile High Stadium, Aurora Mall, and Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Follow them on Instagram at Mile High Jewelers and MileHighJewelers.com. Hey, sports fans, unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage, that's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Extremely slow traffic right now. Northbound I-25 between Arapahoe Road and University. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Southbound is extra slow. Stop and go. Alameda to Hamden before your speeds are going to pick back up. Couple accidents off freeway. Colfax and Sims, 17th and Grant, 47th and Havana. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Some great texts coming in. Uh, the pros and cons of this whole playoff conversation and why I believe the playoffs are vital for any team, any sport, any year. Doesn't matter the makeup of your team. Here's a text that um, agrees with my take, and we'll read some of the ones that agree with uh, Manchester. The year the Broncos won the Super Bowl, and I assume he's talking about Super Bowl 50, obviously. Before those playoffs started, this person says, I didn't think there was a chance they would win. Heck, they almost didn't even make the playoffs that year, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. You just never know. 
I agree. There you go. In a well, nutshell. First of all, that's a false. They didn't almost not make the playoffs. The last week they could have been anywhere from the one seed to the six seed, but they were firmly in the playoffs. The other part of it is the argument isn't whether or not you never know when you get in. The argument is whether or not on occasion making the playoffs can be detrimental to a team. And if you're eight and eight and now you've talked yourself into another year of Vance Joseph and another year of Case Keenum, yes, they can be detrimental. That's the point. This specific team, I'm talking about making the postseason in general. I mean, nine times out of ten, there's never a reason okay. you don't want to get Well, there. that you just made it now nine times out of ten. And at the start of this segment, you said absolutely positively every time you make the playoffs, it's good for a team. So my point has been not always, yeah. not always. Did you just say always again? Yeah, twice. HW? Always. That's what always. he said. Yeah. We always have our Power 5 question of the day. Let's roll it. <laughs> What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. I can't believe today was a good day. Ah, yes, today should be a good day because the future is bright for the Colorado Avalanche. We want to know on the Altitude 950 text line 30933, one word. To describe the Avalanche's season, Vic, we've got 30 bucks to the Delectable Egg on the line, DelectableEgg.com. By the way, I went through and found our winners from Friday. Had two different people say 2-1 Avs. They both had McKinnon as the game winner. Haven't found 2-1 Avs and Draghetto quite yet. So did anybody have a different score with the game winner, though? Does it have to be score first, game winner second? Well, that, that yeah, one? that was the tiebreaker. Both yeah. JT okay. and Drew had oh, yeah, Avs yeah. winning 2-1, but they both had McKinnon as the game winner, not Andrew uh. Ghetto. So we're going to have to continue to dig through our text line. But that was for 45 bucks to the delectable egg. We got 30 bucks today. One word to describe the Avs season 30933. Hell, my prediction almost came true. Remember when I said one nothing Avs? Yeah. <laughs> it was on its way, if not for a kicked-in goal by Benino. Uh, it was on its way in Game 5. Thanks to all our texters, by the way. Uh, what I'll remember from this postseason run, despite last night's awful, awful performance and it didn't end well, I get it. I don't care. Um, 30 years from now, uh, 5 years from now, 3 months from now, that Game 5 will always live top of mind for me. That was the game. That's the game where the ads grew up. All right, so uh, we're asking for your one-word description of what uh, what you'd say about the ads. One word. Uh, Cameron says premature. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to go with surprising. That's my word. The whole season was a surprise. Well, uh, game five was stunning. Come yeah. On. How many, how many of us thought the game was over when Benino scored? Everyone. I'm going to go intriguing. I think my word's intriguing because I didn't expect to be this intrigued by the Colorado Avalanche this year. And I think after what I saw intriguing, because not only was it an intriguing season, but I'm excited for next year because this is a team that, you know, come game one next year, Pepsi Center is probably going to be sold out. and We're going to be talking about getting off to a fast start and that kind of stuff. And so I think intriguing is the word I'll use. Trent says gritty. Gritty's a great way to describe these young Avs. For sure. Uh, Overcame a lot of injuries throughout the season, too. You you know the word I would use? And it's a word we heard a lot of this last uh, 24-hour stretch here. A a word that was made uh, (laughs) infamous by our good friend Mark Mosier. Gutsy. Guts. No, that's that's appropriate. Yeah. Um, Colin Greeley says pancreases. (laughs) It was a a lifeboat, because I don't have to start talking about the NFL draft till tomorrow. Yeah. 
this guy says lit. Derek says lit. <laughs> That's knowing your audience right I'm, there. Knowing well done, the guy Derek. who's picking the winner. Here's a word that I, I think it's a great word to describe what we just saw because we haven't had enough of this and it really helped. It, it helped us uplifting. Yeah. Uplifting. I, sports, this is why I tell people this all the time that, that aren't sports fans. And again, people who don't get into sports, I, I always look at them weirdly because I just like, I don't, I don't get you. Is there anything else in our community that brings people together like sports? I mean, religion, everyone has a religion. Everyone has a political side. Everyone, you know, that's really pers, but sports is just so different community based, right? The entire, uh, the, the, just the feel in Denver over the weekend when you knew the Avs were coming home to play that game six, the electricity, the energy, right? You can't, you can't mimic that with anything else. You can't. Opening day for baseball. You, there's nothing else that generates that kind of enthusiasm. And that's not about baseball, but I, I do agree with your Whatever. point. Whatever. I do agree with your point. I mean, because it, it was a weekend of, you know, I go to Coach Flag football yesterday and you people are talking, talking about, about the Avs game. Yes. I go to church on Saturday evening and the guy gets up and makes a quip about the Avs game. It, it's all that kind of stuff that, for the most part, for the past decade in this town, that's all been Broncos related. It ties back to my hot take of yeah. that's just because there hasn't been the, the teams haven't been giving us those moments to rally around. People in this city rallied around the Avs because the Avs gave them reason to pay attention. And again, that's the beauty of sports. It's one of those things. It's sports, so you can have that kind of community, uh, well-rounded. Everybody can jump on that bandwagon, and you don't offend, right? Unless you're a Cubs. Well, a hockey guy sure was mad field. for two weeks, I'm sure. Uh, this guy five eight one four says suspenseful. Great way to describe the playoffs. Suspenseful, very much so. Brandon reinvigorating. Yes. Yes, another way to to describe uplifting. Basically, it reinvigorated. The hockey base here in Denver, Colorado, one that was pretty much dead. Think about Let's this. Let's be honest. It was dead. For sure. Think about this scene last Wednesday. So it's April 18th. Who would have thought Peyton Manning would get up into his and in his induction speech for going to the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame, talk about wrapping it up quick so people can go watch the Avs game, and Very then a room point. full of people going up and watching in the hotel bar an Avs playoff game. Yes. Who would have thought that was going to happen yes. this year? Very good point. That I was mean, the they, scene. They stole the stage. They did. Even from the great Peyton Manning. You know how hard that is to do in this town? Exactly. The story that night was the abs. It was from the start of the show with Jake Schroeder singing the anthem and, hey, he's got to bolt over to Pepsi Center to do this again, to Dave and Susie mentioning score updates throughout the program, to Peyton Manning, the the, the featured guy speaking, talking about it in his speech. It was abs from start to finish that night. From 1564, the odd answer here, I know it's odd, but I would say anticipation. Because next year the pressure's on. And I don't know if it's necessarily pressure. I mean, is it pressure? It's expectations. I, I, I think, yeah, I don't know if I'll use the word pressure, but the avalanche gave Landeskog, or I believe it was Nathan McKinnon, one of them said last night. McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon we, said. we, we've got to make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, think about when we're down at training camp this coming year. It'll be different than when we were down there this year. It'll be different. In fact, the, the exact term that McKinnon used, here, here's the, the, the term he used, playoffs or failure. That's how he described I love, don't you love the fact that your best player said that? Yes. Am I the only one who loves this? I love the fact that your best player <laughs> comes out after a devastating loss, all right, you're, they're done, and says next year it's playoffs or failure. Well, He's if not the, afraid to put that out there. If the Rockies don't make the playoffs this year, their season's a failure. Failure, yes. 
if because the Nuggets, of the expectations. Yeah. If the Nuggets don't make the playoffs next year. It's after, a failure. It's a failure. If the Broncos don't make the playoffs this year, I don't know that you can say that. Eh, get a head coaching change out of it. Right. Exactly. It, it, it but don't you see what I'm saying now? Don't you see how the playoffs reveal things? Well, going five and eleven revealed yeah, something. I was say, but being terrible and not being able to manage a clock revealed that Vance Joseph was underqualified to be a head coach in the I NFL. mean, if this, if this Broncos team is a disaster and they get a top five pick again and make a coaching change, the season can be a success. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> getting my orange and blue pom poms out. Two eight five seven uses the word captivating. Yeah. Yeah. Different ways to say it. Lance in Colorado Springs. Fun. And that's the simplest way to put it. It was fun. It was a hell of a ride. Um, Tatian says, in the words of Hockey Will, tanks. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you mis you misread it, mispronounced it. It's things. Things. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Subaru Aaron writes in, workmanlike. Eh. I guess you could call it workmanlike, but I don't know. They had the two best players uh, in the series on the ice for them. I, I mean, at least Nathan McKinnon. He's the best player on either team. That's not exactly workmanlike. Well, and Landis Cog played great too, and that's why you guys were talking earlier about Rantanen is, you know, I, we don't know what was going on with Miko, but two thirds of that line was phenomenal in that series, and Miko Rantanen had a tough series. He disappeared. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. He had a huge opportunity in game one with the breakaway where he split the two defenders and, and Rene made the great save. That's a different game, maybe a different series. He had his moments and he, he did disappear. He's also 21. Mm-hmm. Now maybe that's being me, me being field day. But he's 21. Some of the other words, promising, surprising, addictive, uh, all very relevant terms here. Deep, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means. They didn't go that deep. They went six games in the first round. Promising, tracking, says Steve. One word, the have season. Tracking. Yeah. They're tracking towards something bigger. 3103 says Duchesne-less. <laughs> that sounds like something you would say. Just finding the, uh, the negative. Yeah. The only question I have moving forward for the Avs, and I think it's a question that will linger, and listen, we'll talk to Moj about it in the 9 o'clock hour, personnel-wise. Goalie. Um, I think it's the one big question mark is, is Simeon Varlamov um, to be trusted to play an entire season? And, and I, it's not a character push on him. It's just, you know, he's injury-prone. It is what it is. Is he the guy of the future at that position for this team? Well, Don't you think that's the biggest question? Yes, I, I do. And I think we somewhat got our answer if we read between the lines on what Joe Sackick did last offseason in giving Bernier the money he did, making the move to bring in Hammond. He gave himself a backup plan because he knew they'd probably need it. Very interesting. Very well put there. Um, by the way, Joe Sackick will address the media today. What time is he set to do that? He's doing it at noon. We'll hear from uh, Captain Joe um, his thoughts because I'm sure somebody will ask that question. Um, and it may be too early to get an answer. But um, that, to me, is the big one moving forward. Because if you want to build your team, and, and Peter Laviolette said it last night, the Preds coach, he says he saw a lot of, of his team in the young abs, you know, young and building – well, the one thing they have is that they got that goalie who's who's going to be there in the postseason, and he was, and he made some big saves for them. And it's unfortunate that Varley didn't get a chance to play in this postseason, but it's a legitimate question moving forward. Plenty more to come. Uh, that Rockies finish, if you missed it yesterday, I know a lot of them turned over to uh, the Avs game, but it, it ended in, in controversy. Uh, replay overturned a call at home that would have cut it to one, made a game of it, the bases were loaded. 
We'll discuss that. You got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. For the thrills. The kid is going to break away and shoots and scores. For proving the critics wrong. What an amazing story. For overcoming the odds. And the Colorado Avalanche. They're back in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. Here they come, baby. And for bringing hockey passion back to the Mile High City. And the building is on fire at Pepsi Center. And the crowd is going insane. Pom-poms flying all over the joint. Thank you, Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950. As a Coloradan, we've got a lot of love for our football, hockey, baseball, basketball, lacrosse, and soccer teams. We're loyal fans cheering local teams and buying from local businesses. Hey, guys, it's Mark Mosier from my friends at Colorado Family-Owned American Financing. If you're going to borrow money for a new home loan, borrow locally. The American Financing team of salary-based mortgage consultants will help you get a pre-approval letter, which will help make your home offer more attractive. They can access any loan in the industry while offering the lowest rates, best service and fastest closings plus you get one-on-one attention while being guided through options resulting in a custom loan specific to your financial goals and i'd call that a big win and you will too so when you're ready to experience the journey toward home ownership choose american financing they have your best interests in mind and there are never any upfront fees call 303-695-7000 or go online at americanfinancing.net nmls 182334 regulated by the division of real estate. This legal minute is brought to you by Bell and Pollock personal injury lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your legal minute. Today we're talking about the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster for the at fault party. Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you shouldn't do? You don't. You know, for that instance, in that situation, the insurance adjuster, that's an ordinary day and event for him or her. It's not an ordinary day or event for you. You need to understand your rights. You need a legal game plan. You need it laid out for you in a free initial consultation. At Bell and Pollock, that's what we do. That's what we can do for you. A game plan for the way the accident happened. A legal game plan for your injuries, damages, and losses to prove them. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Are you looking for relief for your back, knee, or other joint pain? Well, after 10 years in the NFL, I can tell you that I do too. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, 10-year veteran of the NFL. And after my 10-year career. I'll tell you what, I look for relief for my back, neck, knee, and other joint pain. And if you do too, receive treatment right here in Denver from the highly trained specialist at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics have elite surgeons in the areas of shoulder, back, neck, and joints. Whether you need a checkup or just looking for some information regarding your pain or are looking for knowledgeable world-renowned professionals to perform your surgery, check them out online by Googling Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. When I have pain and I need it looked at, these are the professionals I go to. Go to where the pros go and visit Center for Spine and Orthopedics today. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. Call 303-287-2800. 303-287-2800. Or Google search Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. 
The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Overall, a pretty decent drive. We've been really quiet on the metro area highways as far as accidents go. So traffic is moving along. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Although slowing, stop and go northbound I-25 Arapahoe University, southbound I-25 Alameda to Hamden, and across your 270 route, very slow eastbound I-25 to York, westbound I-70 to Vasquez. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we can make the playoffs a lot and, and have rivalries against some teams. Um, you know, I wouldn't count the Blackhawks over very often in the playoffs. I mean, they made it, I don't know how many straight seasons, but they won three cups in ten years, so I'm sure they'll be back. But, I mean, for us, I hope... Uh, Hope we can make some damage, do some damage next season. Obviously, there's going to be higher expectations for our team. Um, you know, next season's going to be playoffs or a failure, but uh, we'll have to take that in stride. And there it is. Best player in that avalanche room. Playoffs or failure next year, and I hate to look forward to next year so quickly, but it is what it is. The Avs gave us something. <laughs> they gave us reason to look forward to next season with much anticipation and huge expectations. And that's a gift. Yeah, so for sure. You. We're excited for, what, September to roll around, right? Yep. We want it to be here. Uh, before we get to the uh, sugar fix with Marty, uh, I just tweeted something. Can you guys look at my Twitter feed and tell me what your thoughts are on that? Yeah, I just... It, just describe it as you look at it. Yeah, I just retweeted it. It is a uh, local establishment really near Coors Field. Right and they, across the street from Coors yeah, Field. Yeah, they were flying Cubs flags uh, this picture, Vic, I assume was taken what? Yesterday, Saturday, Friday? Yesterday. Ugh. Yeah, Thoughts? I don't like it. I, I'm not a fan. I, I'm not a fan of, uh, you're two blocks from the stadium putting a Cubs flag up. I think that's One silly. block from the stadium. Yeah. Not two blocks. One block. Okay. Right the Fine. I get what you're saying. And I understand why it gets under your skin. But if I'm running a business. Yeah. And 50% of the people down there are Cubs fans, mm-hmm. I want them to know, you're welcome here. Come in and yep. buy some beer. What? Like they wouldn't be welcome either way? Wait, is there a sign out that says no Cubs fans allowed? You're playing to your audience. It's it's okay. capitalism. It, I don't have an issue doing, with it. Isn't it spiting uh, the old spite thing? I mean, you got you got another three four months of Rockies fans. No, you're right. Also, your clientele. So, but it, it, fair markets tend to uh, tend to even these things out, right? So, if it's so bad, then it should offend Rockies fans, and they should say, "I'm not going there anymore." They won't. They won't be offended. Exactly. So, yeah. there's no risk for this for this we're, establishment we're nice. to do it. I'm offended. Well, then, and if you don't go there, then so be it. But it, it, it's risk reward. There's, but I'm there's, different. There's no downside. I, see, I, I guess I'm wired differently, and. I, you're That's right though. Sure. It, it, it's market economy, and somebody uh, sent me a, a, a photo that they were serving old style beer at Coors, yeah. Coors Field, and uh, they're playing to the crowd. They're playing to the clientele. It was mostly Cubs fans, so they're selling beer. They're making money. Even the folks there at Coors are making money by selling the beer that Cubs fans want to drink. Fans made money selling their tickets to Cubs fans. That's just the way it works. Market economy. You're exactly right. Now. Again, how does it make you feel though? Just as a as a Denver fan, not l- listen. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh my God, I'll never go back to that place." Uh, that's come on, we'll forget about it in a week. 
I'm disappointed that our baseball team hasn't been good enough and relevant enough over the past 25 plus years to, to warrant not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm disappointed in. Just, if, just imagine, and I'll give you, <laughs> that's the imagine. Rockies fault, not the bar's fault. What's, what's that bar cost there from, uh, from Mile High? Is it Brooklyn's? The old Brooklyn's? Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine if they were rolling Raiders flags during get, a Broncos Raiders game. I gotcha. But the reason that would be bad is because the Broncos have been relevant. It's, it's on the Rockies to, to be better than they've been in their first 25 years of existence. That ain't on the if, bar. If Brooklyn's right across from Pepsi Center were, uh, they're throwing out some, uh, Lakers flags when the Lakers came to town. Mm, it would be, uh, it, it would be not very well received. Look, but the Rockies crowds are different. This town changed when the Rockies came here. We, that's when the starting, that's when we started getting soft. Um, if any of the texters can help us or, or callers, I didn't go to any games over the weekend, but from what I'm told, it was literally 60 to 70% Cubs fans. Yeah, I went on Saturday verified. night. No, I was there Saturday night, Vic. It was, it was a lot of Cubs fans. The Rockies. Like a lot. Give me an example. Like, how, how did it feel? Cause, you know, remember, I, I given you the, the feedback at the Nuggets Celtics game where it felt like I was in Boston. Yeah. No, it felt Maybe like Wrigley West. Wrigley West. I did not have fun. I, my Saturday night was not particularly fun. Even though the Rockies won, I just didn't really like being in that ballpark with those Cubs fans. I just didn't. Well, they're not bad. They didn't attack you. It's not like they're bad people. I, but I didn't but I have fun. You. I didn't have fun. If I go to a Rockies game with my friends, I want to feel like I'm at a okay. freaking Rockies game, not a Cubs game. Okay, but who's at fault for that situation? Not is me. It, is it the Cubs fans' fault? No. Is it the Rockies fans' fault? No. It's the Rockies' fault. If the Rockies were perennial contenders... And and they had built up this passion of like, by God, nobody's invading our place over the past quarter century. It wouldn't be a problem. But when for for 25 plus years, most of those seasons, you've been about come down, have a beer, enjoy the day. Let's not get too worried because we're going to stink again this year. All right. Why are you shocked that it's all Cubs fans? Let me read this this text very quickly. Understand Coors uh, Field selling Chicago beer because it makes money off the opponent's fan base. But a bar probably should stay more neutral. I, I think I disagree with that because in the end, it's all about making more money. The bar wanted to make more money, right? Yes. The bar wanted to welcoming Cubs fans. Let's make more money. Coors Field wants to make more money by selling beer to Cubs fans. So in the end, it's all financially based. It's all it's all financially driven. What's the difference? Right. Brooklyn's wouldn't fly a Raider flag because Bronco fans would be offended by that and stop going to Brooklyn's. So to what end, though? So should I go to the next Cubs Rocky series at Coors Field wearing Cubs gear selling burritos? If you want to make some money selling burritos. I'm just saying, to what end? I don't know, but it's the Rockies' fault. It's not the fans' fault. It's not Cubs fan fault. Cubs fans' fault. It's the Rockies' fault. Why would it be Cubs fans' fault? It's not their fault at all. I mean, if the Rockies were good enough that they had built up the kind of passion that would prevent what we saw this weekend, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'll tell you whose fault it is. It's Marty O's. Time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam. Shake that. So, Marty, honest question, because we know you're a Cubs fan. You got the Cubs gear. If you're waltzing around Lodo getting ready for a, a Rockies game and you saw the flags flying outside that establishment, Will you be more prone to go to that place over another? No, I don't. I don't really particularly like the Cubs fans these days because oh. they never suffered through through the bad times. If you ask these Cubs fans who Ryan Terrio or John Lieber is, they'll be like, uh, I don't know, is that 
but another name for Javier Baez. Like these guys just kind of got onto it, and uh, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Kind of why I transitioned to the Rockies. So okay. Well, if you want long suffering, you're on the right team. You know, I feel like I'm a Theo Epstein. I go from franchise to franchise, just winning World Series. So Rockies are up next. You're welcome, Colorado. Thank you, Marty. Wow. <laughs> Quite the endorsement Man. from Marty this morning at 8.56 a.m. By the way, why was the picture of Marty in the suite last night so blurry? Because it was an action shot. He was and Marty, how did you get into the suite? I, uh, I'm quite the sweet talker. I told you I'm ah, Theo Epstein. So, all right. I don't know. Okay. Did you not hear that one? Sitting on my couch wondering why the intern was there and I was on my couch. Uh, somebody <laughs> that sounds on my, like a you problem. <laughs> somebody on my uh, on my Twitter feed says, uh, just tweeted me, Stan, I tried taking that flag down at that establishment. Security said they'd kick me out. All I said was, go Rockies and blank the Cubs. Take the Let's thing get, down and say, go ahead and kick me out. I don't want to yeah. be here. They still kicked me out. Go on. All right. Uh, Shakespeare was born on this day in 1564. I'm only mentioning this because I want to hear James say that he's not a Shakespeare I, guy. You beat me to the punch. I am not a Shakespeare guy <laughs> knew it. at all. Well, it's it, just dreadful. Just dreadful. And maybe I'm not cultured. That's fine. I just don't find Bill's work all that interesting. Wow. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Not a Babe Ruth guy, not a Shakespeare guy. Is Beethoven no. next on your list? Just curious. Oh, his fifth is awesome. Anybody uh-huh. born prior to 1950, just, nah. <laughs> Doesn't resonate with Max. <laughs> not a big fan. <laughs> no. All right, this day in 1964, uh, Ken Johnson becomes the first major league p- pitcher to lose a nine-inning no-hitter as oh, the Reds wow. win one nothing. There were two errors in the top of the ninth that led to a run, and uh, he lost the game. No hitter and a loss. How about that? There's a reason Ken Johnson didn't become a household name. That's it. That's a tough break. That's a tough way to lose. Well, Ken Johnson committed one of the errors, so it's kind of his fault. Well, you got nobody to blame but yourself, Ken. Sorry, buddy. Well, it's sort of like that that Uvaldo no hitter, uh, where he had what six six walks walks. in that game. I mean, I know it's a no hitter, and it still counts the same. But I mean, after a certain amount of walks, aren't you like, okay, dude, let's settle down? No, he had to, he had, it was even tougher because he had traffic. All right. All right. You're a little wild here. Let's settle down. <laughs> All right. This day in, uh, 1989, speaking of settling down, a man named William Soloquin breaks a bottle of wine that was believed to belong to Thomas Jefferson. The bottle was believed to be around $500,000 worth. He broke it? He broke the bottle, spilled all over the place. Like accidentally? Accidentally, yeah. He was like some wine connoisseur. He was going to show it off, dropped it, boom. Oh, Gone. yeah. 500K. That's a What's bad night. My wife and I had this argument over the weekend. Uh, she wanted me to go buy wine, and I bought wine. And uh, she said, you didn't get the kind I wanted. I go, well, no, I'm not going to get the kind you wanted. It's too expensive. Drink this. This is fine. And we got into this big argument about what what's a reasonable price of a bottle of wine. We we're far different on what we think is reasonable. That's what's a very reasonable? you argument to get into. I, I think 10 bucks is where you need to be on wine. James, we're- are you a little more... Uh, no, I'm yes. It's you need to be a little above that. I, I think probably You're more elitist. for no, I'm not elitist. For those of you who haven't been to a, for a bottle of red, you probably need to be at least north of twenty. Wow, that's wow, crazy. That's ridiculous. See, I come from a, we come from a family where we make our own wine. Where if my parents come to my house and they see that we bought wine, they get offended. If so. you're drinking white wine because it's if it's properly chilled, you can get away with probably thirteen to eighteen. Yeah. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do next time. I'm going to take a bottle of Mad Dog. I'm going to pour it into one of your $30 <laughs> bottles and see if you can tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, could. I do it every Christmas. No, you can't. We do the wine tasting every Christmas, and I nail it. You probably every year. set it up. Every year, I nail it.
How much is a box of Franzi around? What? Five yeah. bucks? Have you ever slapped the bag? Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. That's fine with me. That's a classy, classy way to <laughs> consume your wine. Do you know how many times I've slapped the bag in my life? Yeah, that's oh, my I'm Christmas every su- year, James. I'm not surprised by that. More all. than I care to admit on the radio. Because <laughs> classy is the word we use for HW a lot. <laughs> All right, last one here. 2013, the coldest game at Coors Field takes place. It was actually a doubleheader. Starting temperature for that game was 23 degrees against the Braves. Thought opening day was cold. This one was even what, colder. Were they serving old style? Like they were not serving old style. There were no Braves ser- flags either. I'm curious. Do they serve old style on non-Cubs games? I don't think so. I think they break it out just for the Cubs games. Do they serve Schlitz when the Brewers come to town? Eh, there's only like four Brewers fans, so I don't think so. Huh? They show up. What about Neil Devlin sitting behind home plate every time the Phillies are in town with his Phillies <laughs> you can't hat miss on? Him. What's up, Neil? With you his can't Phillies miss him. hat on. He works for the <laughs> local know. sports paper. Or used to, or I don't know. I can't keep track of it. That, that had to offend you. Oh, you know me, bro. You know me. He right. was there, though. He, right. he paid every time. For those tickets. Every time. All right, and that's it for me, fellas. Uh, Marty, what'd you leave on the, uh, cutting room floor? Uh, this day in 2010, the Broncos drafted DT and Tim Tebow in the first round. Good day. Real good, good day. They picked uh, DT over Des Bryant. You guys happy with that? Yes. No. He's a better player. I'm very happy with that. He's probably hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. a better player. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Real quick, HW. How many rings does Des Bryant have? Thank you. Okay. All right. You just said you'd rather have Des. Des you're the ring it, guy. Des caught it. You're the ring guy. What did DT do in Super Bowl 50? Absolutely squat. Des Another caught it. opportunity where uh, I showed how inconsistent you guys are. There you are. Well, Another DT example. used to have his ring, but he dropped it. It went down a little sewer. <laughs> he lost it. He's looking for it. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. I like cheap wine, and I do not lie. We're back after this. This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Denver's All Sports Station. The 2950. Coming up on Sunday afternoon, the Rapids are back at Dick's Sporting Goods Park to take on Orlando SC. Kickoffs at 1 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets. Tipped up and in by Nikola Jokic. Home of the Avalanche. Pose, look, pose, look. Out in front, let it go. He scores. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. This text just came in from uh, 9421. I work in the real estate world. Tons of these transplants come from Chicago. So making your bar a Cubs bar is genius if you want to make money. People will go there even with their dogs to watch games. <laughs> so Chicago peeps, they generally have money. I guess if you want to make cash in Denver these days, make your bar a Cubs bar and a dog bar. Two yep. bars I will not frequent, apparently. Uh, yep, it's, uh, that's how you attract the, uh, the transplants. Hey, real quick, before we get to spanning the globe, by the way, the Rockies play three more against the Padres. Doesn't they feel like they played the Padres 20 times already? Could be God, more machismo if... fireworks, you never yeah. know. Well, yeah. speaking of machismo, did you notice the starting outfield yesterday? Because Herrera Paro, Para started his suspension. Yeah. Oh, and Cargo got hurt. Did you see who had to start in right field? You had David Dahl in left field, who was just really tearing it up for the isotopes. And then in right field, Cuevas. Can anybody tell me Cuevas' first name? Huevos? Cuevas. Huevos. That was your starting right fielder because you had machismo run amok. Okay, that was the point I wanted to make. They Enjoy seven runs. Enjoy Cuevas. I don't think it was Cuevas' yeah. fault. You scored seven Nobody runs. Nobody knows the guy's win. first name, but he started, and David Dahl started in, in left because 
you were at, short of two outfielders, one of which was at home because of machismo. Okay. It has nothing to do with why they lost. Their starting pitching is saying m- miserable. Well, miserable. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When they're on the road and the only reason they won games was because their starting pitching was phenomenal, they still didn't hit the ball. Okay. It was all about machismo. And now that they're back here, it's all about the starting pitching. And you guys just spin this narrative for whatever fits your story. Yep. Oh. That's what talk radio is. Well, exactly enjoy right. Cuevas. Go buy your Cuevas jersey before the game tonight. <laughs> all right, let's span the globe. There's a lot going on in the sports world. Let's span the globe. All right, boys, a lot happened over the weekend, a lot to catch up on. We'll start in the NBA where the Pelicans become the first team to advance by sweeping the Blazers. Happy summer, Yusuf Nurkic. Here's Anthony Davis on trying to build that legacy. I just try to go out every game and just play, you know, the best of my ability to go out there and help the team win. So I'm to, you know, build a legacy here in New Orleans and let people know that we're, that we're for real. You guys, uh, think the Pelicans can make a run in the West? I don't think they'll beat the Warriors, but they're going to give the Warriors all they can handle. I think that series goes six at least. Uh, it all depends on if Steph Curry's ready to play. And if he's not, that could be trouble. Yeah. I mean, I, they're going to make it interesting. Um, we have seen Anthony Davis sort of sort of make that leap in this postseason. I don't think he'd won a playoff game prior to this year. Now he's uh, advancing to the second round. Uh, that Pelicans team, or that yeah. guy in particular, they're going to be he's going to be a force in the Western Conference for years to come. That's the, not really the, revolutionary, but the player we're, we're learning to appreciate that we haven't got enough of uh, enough looks at is that Drew Holiday, who is phenomenal. He's had a phenomenal postseason. He run has them. good two way player. We'll keep it in the Western Conference in the NBA. The uh, Jazz win game three as Ricky Rubio has a game-high 26 points. He actually has a triple-double, 26-11-10. Jazz lead the Thunder 2-1. Here's Rubio on his style of play. We were down by 10 at some point, and uh, we're playing at home, and we have to bring it. I just changed my mentality, trying to be more aggressive and uh, make some shots. and Made a run, and that helps a lot when you're making shots, and I feel great. Did you guys hear what Russell Westbrook said after the game? What Russ Westbrook was asked specifically about Rubio going off, and he says, yeah, I'm going to have to shut him down. So I can't wait for the next game. He basically told everyone he's going to shut him down. Can and you, I hope Rubio shuts him up. Can you guys believe Carmelo Anthony's going to lose in the first round again? What a shocker. We'll, we shall see. Yeah, that series is not close to being over, bro. We shall see. Oh, you, This has Jazz and Six written all over it. Okay. Listen, I hope so. I'm rooting for the Jazz. I really do. I hope Rubio scores 40 next time. But I don't think it's going to happen. We shall see. Because you'd rather watch the Jazz another round than Russell Westbrook? That's more yeah. entertaining to you? Yeah, I'd rather watch the best team. Yeah. Mm. Melo yeah. can go film another reality okay. show with Lala. Mm, okay. Uh In the East, Giannis, the Greek freak, did this to get this series tied at two. Maker at the high post. Hand back to Brogdon. Dribble penetration to the rim. The floater is. They'll go tipped up and in. Giannis tips it. 104-102. Bucks lead seconds to go in the game. Bucks would go on to win. That series is tied at two. Man, Bucks Celtics, that's that's a good series right how, now. How are they letting the Celtics hang around? How are the Celtics in these games? They got heart, man. Say what you want about Boston. I mean, without their arguably their top two players, Kyrie out, Gordon Hayward missed the whole season. 
and they're sitting right there toe to toe with Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee's that good. I don't Milwaukee's either. one of those teams where they got the name, you know, the freak plays for them. And, ah, you saw what the Nuggets did to Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee's that great. They have a great player. I don't yeah. think they're that great. By the way, HW, uh, how many times have the Nuggets been to the first round since uh, Melo left? Mm, once? Yeah. Okay. Alright, uh, we'll move over to the NHL where as fans can take solace in this. Your season went longer than Minnesota's season. And this one comes to an end. Back to back. 30 save shutouts for Connor Hellebuck as the Winnipeg Jets for the first time in franchise history will advance to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-0 to take this series four games to one. Minnesota okay. only goes to five. I'm I'm trying to be, and I don't want to get all provincial, and I know he's my buddy, and he's going to be on the show next, but compare that call to Mosier's call, right? Just compare the emotion of that call, yeah. that some guy just stating the obvious, right? I mean, I could do that. I can get anybody to do that. Yeah, they won the game, and they advanced to the next round. Well, thanks. Yeah. Wow. Here's the thing, though. Deep. I don't think we want to be the guys who we're happy today because the Blazers are out and the Wild are out. That's kind of a loser's take. Mm. Yeah, I sort of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it sort of feels good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll give you another hockey announcer here and see what you guys think. The Penguins light up the scoreboard. How's this for you? And the Pens have scored again. Right back on the attack and they're doing it all. It is Gensel again. Hallelujah, Hollywood. Can you believe what's going on here? Jake Gensel has registered his fourth goal. That guy's definitely smoking cigarettes during the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Penguins beat the Flyers Holy in six. Hollywood. Um, did, did the Flyers play a goaltender in this series? Oh, I mean, man. there were some routes. They gave up eight yesterday. Didn't they give up seven or something in the opener? Yeah. Did you guys see that goal by Sid the Kid where he popped the puck up in the air and just sort of like bunted it into the back of the net? It was remarkable. What a player. Pittsburgh scored seven, one, five, five, two, eight. Yeah. Wow. And don't tell me about your irrational fan hatedness stuff there. Uh, if, if I told you that, the Nebraska Cornhuskers would win 12 games next year. Would that make you happy or sad there, Manchester? Uh, sad. Yeah. 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 So you revel, you revel in their, uh, their issues. Uh, yes, for sure. The, yeah. The, 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 as long, but as long as they lose on September 8th at home, I'll be pretty happy. I got some bad news for you though. Coach, they just hired. They're going to be back. I know. Scott Frost, they're going to be back. I'm I- telling you right now, Nebraska will be a national Content, national championship contender for many years to come. My favorite Nebraska coach of all time was Bill Callahan because he was awful. Now that's a way to think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's been in the globe, guys. By the way, Brandon Belt had a 21 pitch at bat. He fouled off 16 pitches, eventually lined out to right field. The at bat lasted 12 minutes and 45 seconds. Longest, longest in history, right? Mm-hmm. A 12-minute at bat. I saw a little bit of that on SportsCenter, and he's just barely even moving the bat off his shoulder, just enough to get some wood on it. But if you have to go get two beers during an at bat, it's too long. It's a great at bat. It gives me an excuse to go get two <laughs> beers. Can I slap the bag while I'm at it? Can HW get the draft beer? That's the one he yeah. wants. That take you longer yeah. than 12 minutes. Trust me, the line was long. All right, when we come back, the voice, the guy who made that epic call, uh game five, the call that I, I consider one of the greatest in in Colorado sports history. And yes, I'm going there. I mean, you think about the great calls. Think about, remember Larry Zimmer's call of the, uh, miracle in Michigan? Yeah. Remember that call? That's up there, right? 
Remember Dave Logan's call when the Broncos finally won a Super Bowl? Yep. That's up there. I mean, the, the one of the greatest calls in the history of Denver sports, I think, was made Saturday night in Nashville. But yet, he's not the employee of the month. I am. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Josh Dover here, and I'm going to tell you how to get a career in under a year. Not just any old job, I mean real opportunity to train for a relevant, in-demand career right now. Now more than ever, careers in media platforms are booming, like social media, YouTube, on-air talent, video and audio editing, production, camera, and control room operations. Maybe you're like me and love sports. Do something more than just watch games. Make it a career in areas like play-by-play, sports commentating, sports live broadcast, even host your own show. That's what the Colorado Media School has done for more than 30 years, dedicating themselves to placing more people in rewarding media careers. That's what they did for me. Now is the time. Call them up, tell them Josh Dover sent you, and get an orientation just for calling. Don't wait. Call now and make that appointment. And get that career in under a year. Train in just months without decades of debt. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify. Call the Colorado Media School right now. 303-937-7070. That's 303-937-7070. Show your heart in support of organ, eye, and tissue donation during National Donate Life Month this April. Nearly 2,500 people in Colorado continue to wait for a life-saving transplant. Everyone, regardless of age or medical condition, can register as a donor. Be someone's hero by saying yes to organ, eye, and tissue donation at the driver's license office. Once you've registered and discussed donation with your family, you can learn more on how to show your support at DonateLifeColorado.org slash show your heart. Mile High Jewelers has an amazing selection in custom-made rings, chains, watches, nameplates, bracelets, and pendants. Shop with the leaders in custom jewelry. Mile High Jewelers. If you can dream it, this Colorado-based company can make it. They also specialize in jewelry and watch repair. And Mile High Jewelers is where your hometown professional athletes shop. Find them in three convenient locations. In the Highlands across from Mile High Stadium, Aurora Mall, and Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Follow them on Instagram at Mile High Jewelers and MileHighJewelers.com. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now's the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high-interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Picked up by JT Comfort. The Avs may have a two-on-one. Comfort with Andrew Ghetto. JT in shoots. Save rebound. Score! Score! Spin Andrew Ghetto! Spin! Andrew Ghetto! Spin 10! Rams at home! And the Avs have taken a 2-1 lead! I can't believe it! This has got to be one of the gutsiest clubs in the National Hockey League. Pure guts! They got nothing but guts. Every guy with three big old cow hearts, two pancreases, and five stomachs. 
guts all over the place. I can't believe it. All right, I'll say it right now, right here. The two greatest calls in Avalanche history, Mike Haynes and Mark Mosier. You just heard the Mosier call. Mike Haynes when uh, Sackick and Gilmore went at it. How about them apples, Gilmore? That was awesome. That was legendary. This one is right up there. And we're happy and proud to have both of them under the altitude umbrella. Let's go to the hotline and welcome in Mark Mosier, uh, whose voice, I don't know how you do it, dude. I don't know how your voice lasts through all these games. Good morning. Pretty kind words coming from the employee of the month. Yes, I know. I still have that over you. And that's why I, I say, know. that's why I can, I can say all these nice things about you knowing full well that the one award, the one honor <laughs> that ne- you I'll never won. win. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never win. Always a bridesmaid. Thanks, Vic. Good morning. Uh, uh, honestly, I'm just kind of laying in bed right now. I did get up for uh, a couple of moments. Guess how much I weigh? Well, after this run, maybe you've lost 20, 25 pounds. What are you, about 179 now? Uh, close. I'm 182.6. Wow, dude. Yeah, my is... fighting weight should, my fighting weight should really be about 176, so I got a little work to do here, uh, as we head into late April. Well, stay off some of those, uh, pancreases and stomachs. So when you're describing. It's hard, that, man. When you're in Nashville, you've got to eat the hot chicken and stuff. I know. You know? Road trips goes. are the worst. Road trips are the worst for any type of diet. Okay. I, I want to piece by piece, uh, talk about your call because it was just so out there and just so moj and so epic. Everything about it, I loved. Obviously, we were all excited watching the game. And I'm not going to lie to you, I was watching the broadcast, so I didn't hear your call until later. And those watching at home are probably throwing things ecstatic. So just as ecstatic as you were. But when did you get, obviously gutsy is the best way to describe it. But how did you go from gutsy to two pancreases and five stomachs and whatever else, two cow hearts, three cow, how did you get to that? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how it happens. I don't know. I mean, it just, to me, that was the first thing that came into my head, you know, as I'm calling the game is that, you know, they just showed a lot of guts. I mean, they were down one nothing in a hostile building late. And, yeah, that top line, it was the Soderberg line that, that really set the tone, and the top line comes on, and they just, they dangle the, the Preds all over their own zone, had them running ragged. McKinnon, the, the patience pays off. He finds Landeskog with a brilliant play, and the captain ramps at home. It's tied, and then, heck, all of a sudden, I mean, you've got Kaufer and Andrew Ghetto, you know, putting him on top of winning the game, and it was just, it was shocking. It was, uh, it was exciting. It was everything. And I just thought that, man, this team showed a lot of guts in front of, you know, a crazy, I mean, that building was crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, we see Pepsi Center crazy. Well, they got their yellow towels. It's like terrible towels. And they've got these flashing lights around their neck and they're going insane. There's fish flying all over the place. And it was just, to me, it just sort of, it came out of that. And it just, I, I know it just flew out of my face and I'm just saying stuff. And then I, I get done with the call. We're ready to drop the puck, and then I kind of just go, "Did what I say?" I know I didn't yeah. cuss, but you know what? What just came out of my mouth? You know, I, kinda, I know I didn't say the bad word, uh, which is surprising at times, I guess. But, you know, that's uh, my biggest fear, Moj. My biggest fear in this business is when you get excitable like that, and you lose you lose all sense of where you are and what you're doing is a curse word. Because let's be honest, I played golf with you. When we talk in person off air, we curse. I don't know oh, you how don't, you didn't sneak a curse word in there. I I don't know either. You know, sometimes I wish I had cable because I like to, I like to accentuate. I mean, you wish you could just accentuate it with one of those, sure. one of those words at one point or another. Like when you're interviewing Sting, right? You're like, this is blank and Sting. You know, something like that. That would exactly. have been cool. Right. And, and, and you you didn't have that opportunity. But the animal you described is there an is that a cow with two pancreases and 
in, in I don't all know the stomachs? I just, I guess I thought, you know, when you think of a lot of heart, you know, you think of a cow is going to probably get a pretty big heart, I guess. So I don't yeah. even know how big a cow's heart is. I'm guessing it's pretty big. You know, I mean, I just, I guess that's what, I don't know. It's just it's like, it, it's, you know how it is. It's organic. It just flows through you and it's whatever yeah. pops, whatever pops out. I don't know how my brain works like that. I just figured a cow has a pretty big heart. Yeah, you know, your brain works like most, uh, most fans' brains would work at that point. You're, you're just like, you, you're stunned. You can't believe yeah. what just happened. And that's what the, I think that's what the Avs gave us. They gave us some unbelievable moments. And my whole hot take this morning, Moj, why I think the playoffs are so important and why it was such a necessary step for this team, even though they only won, you know, they got 48 points last year. Nobody expected them to get here. You learn a lot about the character of a team when they get to the games that matter most, and that's the playoff games. And what we learned about this team this year is, oh, my God, the grit and the no quit. I can't wait for next season to start. No, I completely agree. It's a, it's valuable in so many different ways, not only for the players who went through it, the guys, and coming down the stretch, just trying to fight to get in, right? And I mean, all the adversity, they're without their number one goalie. They've been without their number one defenseman. They missed Tyson Berry for a month. They missed... Farley earlier and Bernier and, and EJ for a period of time. And I mean, all this stuff. And so they're, they're, they're coming down the stretch trying to figure out how to get in and how to win a game 82, right? And, and, and beat the, the Blues. And they got a little help at the end, which is good. You, you need that. But it was valuable that way. Then they get in and they play the number one team in the league, a team that many feel is, you know, a cup, uh, a cup contender or should, should win the Stanley Cup. So, and, and it's a team that obviously had a great season and has all that experience. So, all that's good for the players. They figure out how to do it, what it takes, how to pace yourself, how to use emotion, you know, how to play a simple or smart game at times, how to, you know, when to mix it up, when not. I mean, all this stuff comes into it. You're learning how to win, and it's still so young. But as you just said, I think that for Joe Sackick and for Jared Bednar, for the coaching staff, I think you know, for Chris McFarland uh, with, with Joe, uh, Craig Bellington, I think all these guys learn – about the players on their team, too. Okay, now going forward, who did what in what position? Who did what mm-hmm. in what time? Did this guy rise? Did this guy not? Did this guy do this? Who worked with who? All this stuff becomes invaluable data, so to speak, on the team itself, which is completely huge because the, the abs have only just begun. I mean, think about the 48-point season last year. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Oh, that's left over from last night, I guess. Yeah, that's a Sackick, two, pancre- yeah. two pancreases yeah. that are stuck yeah, in the stomach. It's, it's, a, it's a lung coming through. Sackick, you know, comes out, Vic, and he says, hey, we're not doing this anymore. We're not going this route anymore. This is the route we're going. You know, please be patient with us. You know, we're going we're gonna to go this way. This is what we want to do, younger, faster. We're going to draft well. We're going to develop, which is what you need to do in today's day and age. And, and they did that, and it paid off right away. And so – They've only just started what they hope to have as this Avalanche team going forward and be, you know, a team that that's in the mix for many, many years to come. All right, give us some uh, facts here and numbers regarding contracts because my only, my chief concern as an Avs fan going into next season, I love the dynamics of the squad, the youth of the squad, but I still wonder. Are they going to be set in goal? Is is Varley to be trusted? You know, the the injuries they don't go away; they pile up. What is his situation moving forward? Well, uh, he's got uh, another year left on his deal. Um, Vic, here's the thing about Varley, and I look at that last injury that the, the Yurko 
down the Southern Yaps had a five nothing lead. He's in there late. They want him, you know, he wants to get a shutout. He's feeling good. He's healthy. And, and it's just a fluke thing. And you're right. Yeah. I mean, he has had his fair share of injuries, but that was a fluky one, you know? Yeah. You're going, dang. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like he made a save and he blew his groin out again. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that was a knee, just to be fair. That was not right. a groin, a chronic groin injury that he suffered the last few years. That was completely different. Right, and he said last night, he said, listen, it's, it, my injury's nothing major. I, you know, he doesn't need surgery. Okay. He, if the Avs had been able to continue on, let's say they had gotten by Winnipeg, he would have been able to play again. It wasn't one of those things. But it was a really fluky thing. But at the same time, you're right, he has missed you know significant periods of time the last several years. And so it, the thing, though, is that when he's healthy, he's a one, man. He's a true one. I mean, you know, when you have a one... Listen, Winnipeg, you look at them, they got Connor Hellebuck, the American goalie. But they went through Pavlik. They signed, uh, what's his face, Mason. I mean, they, they've gone through a bunch of dudes trying to find a one, right? Mm-hmm. And here comes Connor Hellebuck, and they're like, oh, crap, we found our one. Now look at him. Finding a one is hard to do, which is why when a guy has a one, you have a one. They're like, man, we want to keep our one. He's That's our guy. And so... You're right, though. I, it's something that's, that's concerning, which is why you sign a birdie for this year, why Joe went out and, and, and made a point to get a guy with experience and pay him the money. I don't think it's unfair to say that the Avs will need to, to develop a draft and develop a goalie in the coming future. I don't okay. think there's anything wrong with saying that because, I mean, while Varley is still a relatively young man, he has had injuries. And there's going to come a time when he will not be a spring chicken anymore. So that's something I think it just is a responsible franchise to do. You know, what's maddening about this is they they had the Nashville Predators right there, right? They go six games yeah. against the President's Trophy winners, and you're doing so without EJ back there. And we saw the issues on the defensive end. I can only imagine what kind of a difference. What difference would EJ have made if he had played in that series? I had a guy from the Predators go... This is after game five, coming back home. But we're, we're kind of walking out together, and he goes, uh, "This is a you know a, a guy who's been around a little while." And he says, uh, "Boy, if, uh, if you guys had old Varley and EJ and Jarvis, I'll be woof." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> I mean, they they know that that the ABS would have been way tougher even with mm-hmm. uh, with those guys in the lineup. They they were fully aware of that, and we can always dream about it. I mean, EJ's talking last night, you know, you could sense the frustration in his voice. I mean, he went crashing into the inboards and his kneecap. I mean, again, he had his leg broken by Tyler Sagan's slap shot. I mean, blown up. If you see the x-ray of, 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 of Eric Johnson's leg, it looks like a jigsaw puzzle. I mean, it's healthy, but it was gross, but Sagan shoots the puck at 100 miles an hour. You know, what do, what do you do? And then, of course, he had his shoulder, but then he, he blows up a kneecap. I mean, these are, these are freaky things. It's not like it's not like you're doing it. You're just skating around. You, you step on the ice and you blow your knee out. Your body's fragile. Mm-hmm. Like man, some 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 bummer things are happening to your club. You're right. I, I don't know what would have happened. I would just would love to have seen it happen because the F's fully healthy with those guys. Your number one and your number one are, are obviously way better. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I make the mistake of doing this too many times as well, and we all do as fans. We always guys who are are injured a lot. Um, EJ Varley, hell, when Gallo was here. We always pawn it off as this, it's some sort of character flaw. And it's farthest thing from the truth. It, it, well, it's not it like two little tired legs, two little yeah. tri- you know, tired legs, and he's got this and that. It's not like that. It, it's actually guys having devastating type injuries that they can't play hockey. Uh, EJ cannot suit up and play hockey with a fractured kneecap. It's not a hamstring, right? That's why I always right. wonder. 
in these series, and that's the beauty of hockey, how many of these guys play with those injuries that during the regular season would not have allowed them to play? Miko Rantanen, uh, there, there's whispers abound that he played injured. Do you know anything? How bad was his injury? Right, I, I don't know. Did you see Sean Couturier with Philly? They were eliminated yesterday by Pittsburgh. He had five points. He, in that, I don't know if you saw in practice, you know, the, a couple of days before he missed that, that, that game five, I guess. He got hit by his own teammate, Gudis, and he tore his MCL. Uh, he played through it, and he had five wow. points yesterday. He, wow. it, they say it won't require surgery, but it's something that should have taken four to six weeks. It's always amazing to me, Vic, and it happens every year. You know, teams get knocked out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. whether you're knocked out of the first round or you lose in the Stanley Cup or even you win it. But immediately you have five guys going for surgery. You know, it's nothing like, okay, we need to reconstruct a guy's shoulder. It's mostly... We need to we need to clean this up. We need to repair that. We need to you know reattach this. The guys are playing through things in excruciating pain that that they can, but this is something that needs to be surgically repaired. That happens yeah. every year, and you'll see it with the abs. You'll see it with you know the, the, the you know whomever. I mean, as teams go along, guys just play through stuff. Back in one real quick, Adam Foot on the ice after the abs win the cup. I go up to him, and the crowd's still going crazy. And he goes to me, and he goes, Moe's, I'm sorry. I had I had to lie to you. I'm in so much pain. I'm hurt. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I've had to lie to you for the last two months, and I'm sorry. Oh, man. I understand, man. It's okay. I know. And, he, and then he immediately goes in that week after the parade and has a, quote, procedure on this. And he and he has a, you know, a, a little thing done on that and something, a brace on that. You know, that kind of thing. That happens all the time. All right, I'll leave you with this because uh, the first thing that came to mind when I heard uh, three big old cow hearts, two pancreases, and five stomachs—I I, just—I thought—is that even possible? Do you remember the former Nuggets player and his name? I don't know why I'm stupidly not remembering the name. He played for Villanova in college, and you know he played here three years. Gosh darn it, I can't remember his name. He was a shooting guard, uh, but anyway, he actually had two hearts. How long, how long, how long ago was that? This was like four or five years ago. And he got traded to Oklahoma City from the Nuggets. And I can't, I, it's killing me that I can't remember his name as soon as somebody texts me. But anyway, the one thing I remember most about this guy, it was the weirdest thing ever. He act, he had two hearts. He had a heart on each side of his chest. So as soon as you made that call, I said, oh my God, maybe, maybe Moj knows something about the anatomy of some of these players that we don't know. <laughs> When I, when I thought about that, yeah, so that's the first time I'd ever heard anybody described by having more than one heart. So thank you for bringing that up. And the fact you that are, I don't remember never, his name is... Yeah, I've never really heard of that, but that's that's amazing. That's yeah, weird. it's there. There's a guy. There's a guy that played for the Nuggets uh, who was a shooting guard that had two hearts, two chambers in his chest. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to say thank you again. What do you got on the show this afternoon? From uh, one. Well, to I'm going to head down week. to I'm going to head down to Joe Sackick. We're going to go down. He's going to meet at noon. I'm going to head down there and, and uh, talk to Joe for a while about uh, you know listen to his news conference, talk to him a little bit, and then I'm going to race back to the station. We'll recap some of the uh, the ad season. Yeah. Get after that and what Joe Sackick had to say and, and, and get the fans' reaction to it because I mean it's it's so much fun, Vic. Yeah. And then we'll, uh, we'll we'll do all of that today. We'll start transitioning. We'll get in a little bit of rocks and then. Obviously, the draft is this week, and Baker okay. Mayfield's going to be waiting at 5, and I'm going to be happy about it. All right, the name I'm getting on the text line, thank you to all the texters who have a much sharper memory than I do. Randy Foy. Look it up. Randy oh, Foy. Oh, Randy Foy. Yeah. Yeah, so the next time you make that kind of uh, commentary, just remember Randy Foy. Moj, you're the best. Two hearts, he- in a, two hearts in a pig valve. Copy.
Uh-huh. And I think he's got six pancreases, actually. I am giving you a vote, bro. You got my vote for employee of the month, okay? You got my full support. I'm going to give it to you, finally. You know I'm going to lose to that one sales gal that always wins. You know We always lose, dude. It's always somebody in sales. Follow the money, bro. Follow the money. That's all I have to say. (laughs) You're right. Thanks, Moj. All right, brother. Take care, man. That's a great Mark Mosier. All right, uh, I'm going to call it uh, Manchester and HW. We'll take it from here, the final half hour of the show. And uh, they'll also take you through tomorrow. Man, it's been a run, Avs fans. Thank you so much. Appreciate you listening. Uh, they got plenty more to come next on Altitude 950. Beat up Doug Season. There's plenty of ways I could blow my tax return. I could buy the biggest TV I could find, take a limo ride to the fanciest restaurant in town, maybe a trip to the casino and put it all on black. Or I could make the right decision and take it to Grand Valley Auto because tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto. Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing tax time deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change just for stopping by if you mention this ad. Tax time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth in Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Oil change is good for up to five quarts. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Find the answers to all your Colorado state tax questions at colorado.gov slash tax. Visit colorado.gov slash tax. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Paulino Gardens, grower of the finest vegetable plants, welcomes you to their beautiful garden center. You'll find a wide selection of quality trees, shrubs, rose bushes, and perennial flowers, friendly, expert advice, and family-owned since 1962. Paulino Gardens, 6300 North Broadway in Denver. Welcome to Car Buying 101. I'm your professor, Alan Roach, for my car guys at Johnson Auto Plaza. It's a fact. Every car dealer pays the same for new vehicles. The manufacturers set the cost, the incentives, and the rebates. And from there, it's up to the dealers to sell those vehicles. And that class is where the circus begins. We've all seen it. Lightning bolts and balloons, super low come-on payments that require super-fast talking or teeny-tiny print disclaimers just to make them legal, uh, let alone honest. All right, class, you can close your books because there is a better way the johnson family goal is simple to help you find the vehicle you're looking for at the best possible price with no silly games or wasted time and make sure your experience is a great one that's it and that's why i love these guys during the spring sales event get a great deal on over a thousand vehicles 350 new rams 200 new jeeps experience car buying the way it's supposed to be johnson auto plaza north of e470 on highway 85 johnsonautoplaza.com hey sports fans Unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage. That's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. 
They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. We will take the best player for the bet for the that's best for the Denver Broncos, whoever's there. Regardless of position. Yep. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show here on Altitude 950. That, of course, is John Elway saying take the best player available. He's James Merrillat. I'm Will Peterson. Vic, off the last 24 minutes. Yes. We'll talk Broncos. We'll sum up the abs. But, Manchester, I want to start there with what we heard from from John Elway. Of course, he's going to take the best player available. But now that we don't have to manufacture stuff. We can actually talk about the draft legitimately because it is uh, in, what, 72, 96 hours we'll finally know. Where does your gut say the Broncos go at five, or do they trade out? I think they trade out. I think they trade down um, because, uh, well, I think there's a couple of reasons. Number one is financially. There's a lot of money that's tied to the fifth overall pick, and I don't think the Broncos uh, have a lot of interest in spending that kind of money on um, a unproven rookie player. So I think that'd be the, the first part of it. Um, the other thing is I don't think they love any of the quarterbacks uh, that would fall to them at five. And it is a big financial investment to make in a guard or a running back because that's not what you have to spend on one of those two positions. Sure. And so if it's Quentin Nelson or it's Saquon Barkley, that's a lot of money to tie up in a running back or a guard when that's not how you n- normally have to um, invest in that position. So I think they trade down. That would be my prediction as of Monday at 938. Mm, I tend to agree with you. I thought Elway in that presser last week, uh, you know, I, he kind of announced, if you will, that the pick is for sale. I thought that was Elway's message to the rest of the GMs around the league of like, wow me with an offer and you can have it. It's odd though, because I don't know that you have to do that. Right? Like, it's a we it, did did somebody in Buffalo now go oh hey we should call John like it almost seems like too obvious it almost seems like a smokescreen to me because back when they signed Case Keenum that's when I started saying they were going to trade it I'm less confident they're going to trade it now than I was then based on Elway's comment it just seemed too blatant and too obvious yeah I mean a lot of this is a game of poker right a lot of this is a game of chess I'm sure John Elway went out to that press conference knowing. He wanted to accomplish something to strengthen his position, and uh, you're right. It was <laughs> did did number seven almost overplay his hand, right? Did did was right. the, was he getting coached up by someone to say this? And it was like GMs around the league are going, "Well, he ain't trading it." Yeah. You if know. you really wanted to trade it, would you come out and be that blatant about it, or would you make phone calls like a GM does and call another GM? You know, right? But he's right. just he's just playing fantasy football in real life. It's a little <laughs> bit like job. if you wanted Josh Allen, would you come out and say, "We're taking Josh Allen at five? Of course you wouldn't. Like, so if you're giving your exact plan out in detail, it seems like you're lying, for lack of a better term, or bluffing, or whatever you want to use. And I don't mean lying in a bad way. That's what he's supposed to be doing. his job, yeah. He shouldn't be tipping his hand. I just don't think he tipped his hand to that extent. I just, that seems weird to me. If he did, wow, they're really desperate to trade that pick. All right, let's dive into some of these quarterbacks. Manchester could be quarterbacks for the Denver Broncos come Friday morning. 
Uh, it's the big four. We've talked a lot about them. Sam Darnold, uh, of course, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Uh, who to you is, is the best fit? Who to you is the worst fit out of those four? I think Sam Darnold would be my number one quarterback. I don't think he'll be there, but he, if you're going to trade up to number one as an example, that's mm-hmm. who I would take. Uh, Josh Allen is my second choice. I'm, I'm just enamored with his upside. I'm enamored with his physical abilities. I think the, the fact that people talk about his, uh, completion percentage, they're, they're just getting too caught up in a number. First of all, have you spent any time in Laramie, Wyoming in October and November? Not exactly the easiest place to throw footballs and he wasn't surrounded, especially this last season, with a ton of offensive talent. His junior year when they had some guys there that are going to play on Sundays, they went all the way to the Mountain West Conference title game. When's the last time Wyoming did that? So. Well, and, and Carson Wentz did Josh Allen a lot of favors. Yeah. Let's be honest. Carson Wentz doing what he did, coming in the league, playing at an MVP-type level. I mean, I don't know if Josh Allen and Carson Wentz are friends, but he should probably send him like a fruit basket because he's going to make a lot of money and be a rich man because of what Carson Wentz has kind of paved this path coming from a smaller school. And coached by the same staff. So there, there's a lot of similarities there. If the Broncos got either one of those guys, I would be fine. So you'd be fine with... Darnold or Allen? Yes. Okay. I would go Mayfield as my third choice. Uh, I love his moxie. Uh, I, I, I was listening to Clay Travis on the way in today, and he made an interesting point. When's the last time a guy with those kind of character traits, fiery, you know, uh, doing things that are a little inappropriate for lack of a better term. Getting arrested, let's call it what it is. When's the last time a quarterback who did those kind of things had success in the NFL? Yeah, I, I mean Brady is is fiery. Big Ben is fiery. I, I guess Ben. I, ben has had some things off the field yeah. that haven't been uh, okay. haven't exactly been the most flattering. Because he say it lightly. He said the the upside for Mayfield is he's Russell Wilson. Okay, I would buy that. I'd take Russell Wilson, uh, six foot tall quarterback who can make plays in in with his feet and the height isn't a problem. He said the downside, and he used this example, and he didn't say it you know to to be unfair was Johnny Mantell because. Manziel's another guy who did a lot of off-the-field things you scratch your head at, and that's how quarterbacks in the NFL who do those kind of things tend to turn out. Tom Brady isn't getting in trouble off the field. Aaron Rodgers is fiery, but he's not you know, doing some of those kind of things. That is cause for concern, but I also tend to be the guy who goes, the planting the flag doesn't bother me. No. The grabbing the crotch doesn't bother me. He's a 21-year-old kid who was offended that they wouldn't shake his hand. Whatever. I, I think you can grow out of those things. The public intoxication thing doesn't really bother me. Again, he's a college kid. Let's live a little bit in the real world. But it's a fair point, and that's why I put him third. It's because it is a question mark. And Josh Rosen is fourth for me because I don't know that Josh Rosen has the the physical makeup to stay healthy in this league. He seems like a guy who's going to be constantly injured. Trevor Simeon? Constantly injured. He just is He's a little slight. Uh, the fact that he's, you know, into other things than football doesn't bother me. I think that's one of those things of like, man, let's not be so, uh, uh Neanderthal about the sport of, right. if you'd like anything other than football, you can't be good at football. I just, I'm worried about him physically. So that's how I would rank those four guys. Yeah, that's like, it reminds me of something I read recently about Arnauto and Blackman talk about going to, Dinner together all the time on the road. Yeah. And Black, Charlie tells Nolan, can we talk about anything besides baseball? Right. Anything besides baseball. And, and Charlie, and I'm paraphrasing the quote was, and Nolan finds a way to always bring it back to baseball. But we have to remember, these guys are humans too. And Charlie and Nolan play 162. When they go to dinner, they probably want to talk about their dogs or their, their 
they don't want to talk about baseball. They live it all day, every day. Well, and, and let me let me re-rank them real quick this way. I would be super excited if they drafted Arnold or Allen. Darnold or Allen. I'd be super excited. I'd be intrigued if they drafted Mayfield. I'd be worried but cautiously optimistic if they drafted Rosen. That's why I rank them that way. I don't think they go quarterback on Thursday night. I don't think they do either. I don't. I, I think... They invested $36 million in Case Keenum for the next two years for a reason. They think they're close. They think they need a bridge guy. And if they don't, if this year's a disaster or they don't make a run in the next two years, then they blow it up and rebuild because they're trying to make hay when it's guys like Von Miller that are in their prime. I'll be so pumped if it's Saquon Barkley. If it's Saquon Barkley, I'll be jumping up I'd and down. I'd be fine with that too. That adds some juice to that offense. We can look at that offense at that point and go, Case Keenum, upgrade. Valdir, upgrade. Barkley, upgrade. Jake Butt, if he can do anything, is upgrade. an upgrade. Their offense would be better on paper. DT and Emmanuel both know they need to bounce back in big ways or they won't play for this team much longer. They would be, their, their offense would be better, uh, and they got a better punter, which if their offense doesn't get any better, that'll be good too. <laughs> I am rooting for Saquon Barkley or Baker Mayfield on, uh, Thursday night. We'll see. We're close. We're close to finally finding out. Up next, we'll wrap up the Avs, their incredible season. Joe Sackick set to meet with the media here in about two hours. Uh, we'll talk about what the Avs need to do this offseason or take the next step. James Merrillat, Will Peterson, you got the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. For the thrills. The kid is gonna break away! It shoots and For proving the critics wrong. What an amazing story! For overcoming the odds. And the Colorado Avalanche! They're back in the Stanley Cup playoffs! Stanley Cup playoffs! Here they come, baby! And for bringing hockey passion back to the Mile High City. And the building is on fire at Pepsi Center! And the crowd is going insane! Pom-poms flying all over the joint! Thank you, Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you have earned. This is Ryan Harris. And Nate Crackman. And we thank you for your service and want to see that you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you have defended. When using your VA benefits, there's no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a loan program to fit your needs. So just call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're open seven days a week. American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS one eight two three three four regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. 
So you have a hungry sports guy at your house, huh? Big appetite? I got the answer for you. Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic. The dinners at the Black Eyed Pea always satisfy, whether it's the Texas-sized chicken fried steak smothered in jalapeno gravy or the big slab of Cajun catfish with loaded tots. Each meal over a pound of food. It's always a delicious full meal at the Black Eyed Pea with home-style sides, delicious rolls, and cornbread. Full-size meals for a hungry guy appetite. Give them a try at the Black Eyed Pea. Scott Ace is here. Urology cancers including prostate, kidney and bladder are among the top 10 cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Adventist Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster for the at-fault party. Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you shouldn't do? You don't. You know, for that instance, in that situation, the insurance adjuster, that's an ordinary day and event for him or her. It's not an ordinary day or event for you. You need to understand your rights. You need a legal game plan. You need it laid out for you in a free initial consultation. At Bell & Pollock, that's what we do. That's what we can do for you. A game plan for the way the accident happened, a legal game plan for your injuries, damages, and losses to prove them. Bell & Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell & Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Yeah, so well, I just basically what I just told you guys that we're proud of him and and we talked after the first period and we talked again after the second and I'll catch up with all of them in our exit meetings here on Tuesday. Avalanche head coach Jared Bednar after the tough five nothing loss last night to the Nashville Predators in game six, the F season comes to an end. James Merlot, Will Peterson with you until ten here on the Vic Lombardi show. Hand it off to Scott Hastings and Julie Brownman. Hey, Manchester, so Joe Sackett's going to talk at noon over at the Pepsi Center. We'll carry that live with Scott and Julie coming up right here at noon on Altitude 950. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to hear his thoughts. Obviously, we spent the vast majority of the show today kind of putting a bow on the season. And, you know, we've been accused of being a little bit field day. Um, again, I don't know who you want me to come on today and rip. Uh, I, the suggestion of, hey, Miko Rantanen didn't have a very good series. Okay, fine. Did he have a bunch of boneheaded plays that cost him games? No. No. Uh, he wasn't great. Uh, I'll give you that. But, uh, I'm not going to rip Jared Bednar. I'm not going to rip uh, the Hamburglar. I, it's just, you know, look, nobody expected them to get to the postseason. They got there ahead of schedule. They gave Nashville a run. It went six games. We had a great game five and this is a great building. Um, it's a great building stone to, to go from here. So great building block. So I, I, I think it'll be mostly positive from, from Joe, but there are some questions. You know, Vic brought up, hey, what are you going to do at, what, what, what's the long-term plan at goalie? Goaltender. I mean, you know, Varley can be great. When he's on the ice. <laughs> he's banged up a lot. He is. Um, you know, they need some help, uh, defensively. EJ's great, but he's hurt a lot and broke a kneecap. Is that not his fault? No, but when you, you, he missed a lot of time last year too. At some point you got to look at that and go, okay, well, um, 
we may have to address those issues. So there are some things to, to think about and some things to fix, but man, they answered a lot of questions this year. We came into the year. Was there a question? Were there questions about Jared Bednar? Oh yeah. Are there now? No. He, he might be the best coach in the NHL. There were questions about that room, especially with Matt Duchesne in there. Are there questions about that room now? Nope. Joe Sackett could address that addition by subtraction. And oh, by the way, you got Samuel Gerrard and seven other pieces. Uh, I think there were questions of, uh, hey, did, did, did Gabe get the C before he should have got the C? Are there questions about that now? No. Gabe Landeskog was probably their best player in that series. In my opinion, I think Gabe Landeskog was the best player in those six games. Well, and he, he showed all kinds of leadership qualities too. He, he, think back to game 82. Mm-hmm. He was the, he was great that night too. And there were questions about, hey, is Nathan McKinnon ever going to live up to his potential? Is he, he ever going to be a great player? Is that question, does that question exist now? Nope. PK no. Subban called him a Hall of Famer last night. Nathan McKinnon, chance to win the Hart Trophy. So that, that's four really big questions about your head coach. Two of your best players, I, I mean, those are giant questions, and then about the chemistry of the team that got answered this year. That's a huge step in the right direction. Oh, a massive huge. step. So, yeah, I'm with you. We're not going to rip anyone. Do we Do we all wish Miko Rantanen had a little bit of a better series? Of course. And had he had a little bit better series, maybe they're still playing. Maybe. Maybe. But at the end, they wound up losing because they had some key injuries and they were playing a third-string goaltender. Who let in a couple of soft goals last night? He did. Uh, you know, Their first two goals were great. The next two goals were ones Andrew Hammond would want back. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's just it's hard to beat them up when they um, grossly exceed expectations. Yeah. And they did. That's a good way they to did. put it. All right, let's bring in Marty. See what we messed up. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry, that's not right. In today's fact checker. Presented by Ken's Auto Service. For all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs. Ken's Auto Service. A full-service preventative maintenance and auto repair center in Aurora. More info at kensautoserviceinc.com. All right, pretty quick one today, fellas. We'll uh, we'll start off with uh, James showing off that North Glen accent. So my point has been not always. Yeah. Not always. Did you just say always? Again? Yeah, twice. HW? Always. That's what always. he said. Yeah. You always say always. I hear it, and it still sounds right to me. I don't have any idea what you guys are talking about. When you say always, that's how you say it. What do you say? The word is always. always. That's not how you say it. Not when you're talking. When you sit here and go, oh, I'm going to read this and look at all the letters and say always. Yes, but that's not how people actually talk. You're the only one who, in fact, checker, just can't take your dose. This is just a silly one. Exactly. It's a silly one. Yeah. Well, it was a light day today, like I said, so we had to pick something. Uh, also, I called a doctor, and he told me that a human would not survive if they had three hearts, two pancreases, and five stomachs. That person would die almost immediately. So Good to know. Did you fact check? Wrong. Did you fact check Vic saying Randy Foy had two hearts? Uh, I didn't. I, I figured I'd leave that one alone, especially oh. since he's gone. It just seems like a bold claim. I've never heard that. I think it was something about the chambers, not the not exactly two hearts. So mm, that's what he said. Okay, well. You're going to challenge the fact checker on something I didn't even say. <laughs> Perfect. All right, that's all I have. So. Wow, that was quick. That was quick. Did you yeah. enjoy the suite last night, Marty? I did enjoy the suite. The pom-poms oh. were uh, were fun to play around with there, and that place was lit for a while. Randy <sighs> Foy's heart is on the wrong side, but it's in the right. I don't know. Mm. There's something going on here. His heart is on the right, right side of his chest instead of the left. His liver is on the left. His, so he's just, he's got it backwards. Vic's a doctor, so I trust him completely. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll leave all that to Okay, Vic. just a future reference. I'm not trying to be critical. But when somebody claims someone has two hearts, we gotta look into that. 
Is that fair, Marty? Well noted. Thank you. Next time we get two okay. hearts on, on a show, I'll, I'll look into it. All right. Duly okay. noted. Duly noted. Hey, I do want to wrap up uh, the, kind of the scene at Pepsi Center last night. And, and Manchester, it was fun to see this this town uh, embrace hockey again, right? Yeah, it's such a good sure. hockey town. And, and that series against the Wild, gosh, what was that, four years ago now? It, the way that series ended just left such a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And then, you know, we all assumed, well, that was the start of something. And then... You know, everything happens with Patrick Waugh, yada, 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 and now here we are. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good cautionary tale. And it's not being a wet blanket, but I think it's it's good to look at of, we all thought that was the start too, right? That was Patrick Waugh's first year. Yep. It was, oh my gosh, he was he knocked over the glass in game one and it carried all the way through the playoffs. And that thing just fell apart. Young players on that team, uh, all this talent, boy, the future is bright. This This fiery coach, this legend that came back, and it turned into a mess. This year should be the start of something. It looks like it's going to be a start of something, but nothing's guaranteed. You got to go out there and, and bust your butt. And I'm sure you'll hear it from Joe Sackick and we heard it from Jared Bednar last night to, to make that. It's a lot right now. The work isn't done. You got more work ahead of you to try and make that leap. Nothing is, uh, nothing's for sure. And that's a cautionary tale as to why that's the case. Yeah. I know I joke about it, but I did interview Jeff Breidich and I call him my buddy Jeff, whatever. But the best thing he said to me, this was three, three months ago or so was there's a sense that the second you get content in this business is when you're in trouble. And I think that, like you said, sure. cautionary tale. And I think it was good to hear that from Jeff Breidich to kind of bring those full circle on the Rockies who are 12 and 11 right now. And we haven't talked a ton about them, Manchester, because we've been so focused on the, uh, the avalanche, but as we transition into sort of the summer, if you will, and we talk more about the Rockies, 12 and 11 isn't um, the end of the world, but it's not where we want them to be. No, and they have had a lot of games against the Padres, and they're 12 and 11. They got three more against the Padres. So I mean, they're wiping half their Padres slate in April. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and then they go on the road, and they've got you know a, a fairly tough trip where they go to Miami, Chicago, and the Mets. They've had a lot of those East Coast trips where things just, oh my God, they went one and nine, right? Miami stinks. They never win in Miami. They suck in that ball. They're terrible in Miami. They just got beat two out of three at home to the Cubs. They're going to go into Wrigley and win. And the Mets, uh, good. They started the season on fire. They're still 14 and six. So that's not going to be an easy 10 game road trip. You have to make some hay against the freaking Padres. Well, and how many West Coast trips do they still have? How many times they still got to go to Dodger Stadium? You know? And, uh, whatever it's called. What's the Giants place called now? AT&T. I was going to call it Pac Bell. Was That's I what the, it used to be. Was I in the ballpark? Yeah, it's a phone company. Yeah. It's a bad, uh, bad pun to end the show. Let's do our fired up finale. This is the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. I get it, but this isn't a young team that is, uh, early in the development curve and it would be a big step. It's not. You know what 8-8 eight eight would do for the Broncos this year? Convince John Elway they're close, and we would burn 2019 too. So then we would be into a four-year stretch of burning years because we think we're close and wasting Von Miller's prime. That's what we would do. That's what it would accomplish. So, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Just like the 8-8 eight eight with Trevor Simeon was an absolute unmitigated disaster. Absolute unmitigated disaster. Well, where you are, uh, you know, again, Nuggets are done for this year. Avs are done for this year. We're going to be talking a lot of... A lot of Broncos in the coming days. Be very curious to see what they do on Thursday night. What's your prediction trade down? Who's who's the piece we're talking about on Friday morning? Uh, it'll be someone underwhelming when they trade down. Yeah. 
Kind of like we all tried to act like we we're excited about Garrett Bowles. I I was mad they didn't take Reuben Foster. Now, that has gone a different direction with Reuben Foster, but no, I wasn't excited when they took Reuben Or traded up one spot and took O.J. Howard because they had nobody that could make plays at tight end. There were some other picks there. You're like, oh, this might break the Broncos' way, and they took a tackle that was pretty underwhelming as a rookie. No doubt. All right, he's James Manchester Marilad for Vic Lombardi. Mark Moser, thanks for coming on the show. Jesse, Marty, I'm Will Peterson. Coming up next, Hastings and Brownman will talk with Super Agent Peter Schaefer. And remember, Joe Sackick live at noon from the Pepsi Center right here on Altitude 950. Take care. Altitude 950. Rewind. Well, everyone's going to say that, right? And that, for us, it's, that's the way we go in every season. You know, I don't think last year is any different this year. You always go in as a competitor wanting to get in the playoffs and get, in a, get, get a seat in the dance and, and a chance to win the cup. And, and next year, everyone will say, well, that's it. You got to move it forward. But we know from history that it, a lot of work goes into that and there's a buy-in and a commitment and a determination from everyone in the organization has to have it if you're going to move it forward. I mean, look at, you know, I'm not going to name teams, I guess, but there's a lot of teams that were in last year and aren't this year or went to conference finals last year and are out already and it's a competitive league. The teams below us will all be trying to get better and the teams above us will be trying to get better, so we have to do the same and find any advantage that we possibly can to help make that happen. Station. The 2950. Coming up on Sunday afternoon, the Rapids are back at Dick Sporting Goods Park to take on Orlando SC. Kickoffs at 1 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets. Tipped up and in by Nikola Jokic. Home of the Avalanche. Holds, looks, holds, looks, out in front of the He scores! Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Live from the Altitude 950 Studios, Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman, Hastings and Brownman, starts now. Your construction smells of corruption. Julie's favorite day here. It's a Monday, 10.02 the time at 